Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina, episode 57. 57, man. We've we've come a long way. Three more episodes, and we'll be at 60. Yeah, man. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is the other host of this fabulous 60, almost 60 episode show. I'm DT3. What's up, guys? Hey, hello, everyone. Hello. How goes it? It's good to be back after we took last weekend off because I was swamped with a bunch of kids here at the house. <laughs> uh, but it's good to be back, man. It's good to be back. I hope everybody liked that music, by the way. That's some of the uh, uh, the lovely uh, DMCA free music I bought on Humble Bundle from Dark Fantasy Studio. Uh, they have a big bundle over there. So if, uh, if you're somebody that's dealing with DMCA stuff on your Twitch channels or wherever at, Head over there. You can pick up like I think I got twenty six tracks for twenty five bucks, or not tracks, albums. Twenty six albums for twenty five bucks, and it's full full of just so much different kinds of music. Um, but that was just a little bit of of that. Daniel, how have you been this past couple of weeks, my friend? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, I've been alright. That's good. I'm doing all right as well. Uh. I'm making sure I hit the record button. I did. We are recording. Sorry. Well, since we, whenever we skip a week, I'm always like, how do I do this again? Uh, you would think I would know after 60 episodes that I'm doing it right every time or most every time. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So uh, today's episode, our main topic is uh, Daniel and I watched a movie. We watched it last week. Yeah. Um, last Thursday, I believe it was. We watched. Uh, the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut, which was a is a good flick. We'll be talking about that in the second half of the show. In the first half, though, we got some news. We got lots of news. Yeah, quite a bit of news because we got two weeks worth of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes it's it's nice and when like, we miss a week and get like a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, and like there's so much that I didn't even put everything. I didn't even jot everything down. So there may be some stuff that will come up later that we'll probably talk about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, uh, how we always start the show is what have we been up to? And we always we always start with Daniel, so we're gonna find out. Daniel, what have you been up to the last couple weeks this time? That's a few past, since the last time we had the show. I have beaten Vampire. Uh, that was what was your game. overall thoughts of it? You liked it? I did. There, uh, there was a little bit. Of, I had a couple issues with like the combat at times. Um, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like dark the dark souls style of games that's mm. kind of reminded me of okay a bit. um like a lighter version of that i think um but yeah like i i i, I started off playing the game on keyboard and mouse and then i had to, and then i ended up switching over to controller because the targeting in that game fucking annoyed the hell out of me dude like you'd be locked in the one guy and then like i would go and swing for a dude and then like the target would like flip over to the guy behind me and i'd swing at the air and then there's like three dudes whooping your ass it's like what the fuck man i can't do anything man you, you know what's to, funny i'm trying to attack one guy and it moves over to the other dude it's like fuck this man you know what's funny is i'm having the exact same issue in the you know, assassin's creed game like, fuck this dude like the dude is right in front of me why am i gonna turn around and swing at a dude that i'm gonna miss anyway it's like ugh, man it, it, it annoyed me a little bit but I mean, overall, like the story of the game was pretty neat. There's, cool. uh, there, I didn't realize 
that there was alternate endings to that game. Oh, really? I didn't know that depend, either. That depend on some of the actions that you take during the game. Mm. So there's, there's, I think four, there's four different endings, and uh, I got Did the you third get a... one. Oh, was it good or bad? <laughs> I got one. I got one of the bad endings. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, I got, I got one of the, I got one of the two. So there's two good endings and two bad endings. I got, I got Ooh. one of the bad endings. It's not as bad as it could have been. The fourth ending is real rough. And I'm not going to go into details about what that stuff is, but if you know, you know. And I, know Damn. That I, think, I think maybe Josh at some point wants to play that game too. So. I do. I would love to. I, uh, I'm not going to say anything, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought, I mean, I still enjoyed like the, the story they were trying to tell and stuff, but, um, but yeah, at times the, the game with the combat got a little, a little annoying with, that's the main thing that pissed me off though, is like, I'm trying to target one guy and I would swing at a dude and then for whatever fucking reason it like switch halfway during my through my swing to the other dude who's like behind me or something and I'd miss both of them and it's like it would just get annoying cuz like you're kind of throughout the the majority of that game you're kind of out leveled like the enemies mm-hmm. are like higher level than you for the most part of the game and so you have like three enemies at once taking you on, and they're all like higher levels than you. They're gonna fuck you up easily, and you're trying to kill them, but your guy is swinging fucking at the dude behind you, and there's a dude in front of you. So it's like, whatever. I I beat the game though. I still enjoyed it, but there was moments of frustration like that. But anyway, that was cool. Uh, I I tried playing the Assassin's Creed Chronicles China game. Let us draw swords together. But I I just I. Man, I couldn't do it, dude. After a little bit, I just, I just, I was like, this, this is not, no. But at least I gave it a shot. I wanted to try it out because I had it. I got it for free when the when the Ubi the Uplay gave it away. Like I don't know, forever ago. But but I picked it up, tried it. Wasn't for me, so I I, I, I stopped playing that. Uh, played a bit of Phasmophobia. Played a bit of uh. Uh, CSGO, uh, played a bit of Fall Guys, did a bit of Rogue Company, uh, and then I I have once again, uh, been hooked on No Man's Sky. So I started playing that game again a whole a lot. Uh, I played it as I played it uh up until last night, uh, and I'll probably gonna be playing more today at some point, cause there's a game I have I have a lot of fun with that game and it's it's really really cool. Um. And then uh what else have I been up to this these past two weeks? Um oh so there's another there's a there's a friend, uh a streamer friend who had never seen Star Wars, the Star Wars movies at all. And so we started kind of group watching them with him. Um and the interesting thing is that while normally you would assume that release order is the way to go, which that's probably the order that I would recommend people watch the movies, release order. We're watching them in chronological order. So his first time is going to be in chronological order. So we have seen Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, and Rogue One. That's where we're at. So we're doing the original trilogy next. Starting on Monday, we're going to be watching A New Hope. That's gonna be very interesting. It's it's just super it's it's super intriguing watching them this way, with somebody who has never seen them for the first time. It's 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 pretty neat. But uh, 
Yeah, we talked about that in voice chat the other night. Like, that's a really interesting way to go about it this time. Yeah, yeah. So we, like I said, we did we did the prequels, we did Solo and Rogue One, and then we'll be heading to uh, the original trilogy next. So that'll be that'll be good. Um, I watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Fuck! I knew I was supposed to do something, and I forgot. I watched Damn that. It. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. We'll, we'll talk about it when you watch it, but it's pretty cool. And then, uh, of course, I, I watched the, the 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 last two episodes of Mandalorian. Uh, since we have since we didn't do the show last week, we it was uh, the the heiress, and then this week was uh, the siege. Those are the, the the episodes or chapters uh, eleven and twelve, um, which were both great. Uh, I enjoyed them both. And then the last thing I also watched was uh, the new season of The Crown dropped. And uh, I don't normally care for you know the royals and that kind of stuff, but that show is really good, uh, and, I, and I have like five episodes into that. So hell yeah, that's 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 been my my, my week my my past two weeks, man. Just playing games, watching movies, been been, been good stuff. Hell yeah. Um, for me, this past week has been. Let me scroll down. A lot of us. I'm just gonna start with the, a lot of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It came out. The what day did it come out? Let's look here. Sorry, just looking this up. I should have put it in the in the notes. Came out November tenth, and I've been playing it a lot, except for the last couple days, just because I've been a little busy. Um, I am, I want to say, sixty ish hours in. Uh, it's gonna be another one of those big Assassin's Creed games, apparently, because there's a lot of side. I say side quests, but they're not side quests. They're 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 called mysteries in the game, and they're kind of like, oh, what did I put them to? They're kind of like you know how in Red Dead you have strangers and stranger missions. Yeah. They're they're kind of like that, except faster. Um, where you'll come across somebody, and they're like, and and then they're, and they're all unique, kind of unique and different. Like I, I did one and came across a a, a church that had a nun in it that had killed a bunch of dudes, for example, and then she was fucking tried to kill me because i'm a fucking viking um and uh and it led to a battle and once i killed her the mystery was over it was resolved so and there's so many different ones and some are longer than others but they're very um interesting there's a lot of those in the games there's a lot of uh collectibles there's a bunch of weapons and armors and just uh the story seems to be pretty good so far voice acting's great I don't really care about the modern day stuff. I never have an Assassin's Creed, really. Um, Has there been a lot of that so far in your 60 hours? No, no, very little, uh, actually. Uh, I've only been outside of the Animus like once. Um, But there's these fragments things you can collect that kind of bring the real world stuff into the uh, Viking dealio that you can, they're like jump puzzles, platforming puzzles, which you know I hate, but if I can do them, anybody can kind of deal um so there's that's the only times like the real at at least so far it might change because i don't know how much of the main story i'm like actually done with uh to be honest because it seems like a lot and it seems like there's a lot more to go as well so um i'm enjoying it i like it a lot more than legion uh legion was yeah disappointment but valhalla so far has not been disappointment so i've gotten my money's worth out of it so far um, you know, playing over 60 hours, I kind of equate, you know, uh, $2 per, um, hour spent, I believe is how I usually do it. 
So, yeah, or something like that. So I feel like I'm getting money's worth out of it. Um, although your your value de really depends on the game, because some shorter games cost more, but are, are much better. Um, anyway, it, the bottom line is I feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Um, and I actually pretty strongly recommend anybody that's a fan. It's, it is more Assassin's Creed, so if it's never appealed to you, this probably won't appeal to you. Um, but uh, I enjoy it, and I, I like Assassin's Creed, I always have, so... Um, we played D&D, not last Sunday, because I had to can I canceled everything last weekend, so. We didn't play last Sunday, but we played the Sunday before that. Um, I believe, and the last thing that happened was the, the party finally fought the, the Salnak. The big, the big evil thing. The big bad thing. The big, they still haven't figured out exactly what it is thing, kind of. Sure, sure thing. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. It was a big boss battle. Had We hadn't done a big boss battle in a while. And to be honest with you, I was quite surprised you guys killed it faster than I thought you would. But it, uh, uh, but it was a, a lot of fun. I uh, Spoilers, I killed somebody. And you have to go watch the show to see how that resolved. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that was a lot of fun, and you know, I enjoyed D&D. &D. And speaking of D&D, &D, a new book came out from uh, the guys over there at Wizards of the Coast. Uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything came. I got my hard copy right here. I've been going through it. It's got a lot of interesting uh, info in it. I haven't looked at any reviews of it, but it seems like it's got a lot of good stuff in it. It's got a bunch of the subclasses that were Unearthed Arcana reprinted in here, like Bladesinger, which if you watch our D&D &D game is what... Uh, Tyler plays, you know, they got the Artificer, Artificer, however you want to pronounce it in here with all its subclasses. Some new Barbarian subclasses, like a lot of interesting new just subclasses for all, all different different stuff. There's new spells in here. There's a, a book about, uh, uh, sorry, a chapter about group patrons, things like uh, if you were like a, in the, if your party was like in the military, you know, somebody to kind of help them along. Um a bunch of new spells. Um, a chapter about personalizing your spells, which I think is something we actually already kind of did. Um, which is that spells are kind of unique to the person and they can change and have their own colors and shapes and things based on that person. Um, a bunch of new items. Uh, magical tattoos are a thing that's in the book. They talk about that in here. There's some Dungeon Master tools in here. Um, talking about like a session zero, which is where kind of everybody gets together and makes their characters. Um, they have a chapter on sidekicks, which are like, uh, little followers or, or even people. I think there's some people that just want to play a sidekick can play a sidekick and a bunch of little cool stuff in here about that. I recommend the book cause I like having all the options in the world at my disposal and everything's a learning experience for me. Um, so I can always glean something out of here. I do want to talk about, just in this book, about uh, in the Session Zero part, they have a, a chapter on the social contract. This is a, a basically like a contract between you and your players where you talk about that you respect each other and, and how we're going to run the game. And, uh, you know, just uh, I think it's something that's important. And also, uh, under that, they have a hard and soft limits 
um, which is something you should always talk about your players about, which is like, what are they comfortable with? What's like a hard no? What's like a soft, this kind of makes me uncomfortable, but I can deal kind of deal. Um, things to give a soft limit would be like something that you take a little bit extra care when you deal with it in the game. And a hard limit would be like, we should never, ever, ever do this in the game. Uh, just uh, just things I think uh, are something that everybody should consider when they're when they're doing Dean or any tabletop really. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. I like this book cover. I wish I had the other one because it looks really cool. You can't really you're not gonna be able to see it good on the book, but that's the other that's the alternate cover right there. That comes with the. Um. But. But I thought it looked cool. You can look it up somewhere. But I just got the regular one. Um, so that came this week. Uh, talked about Valhalla. I did a little bit of No Man's Sky. Not a lot with you the other day. I'm going to play some more of it at some point. Just a lot going on. Um, we watched Mandalorian. We talked about that. Um... I watched Chinatown for the first time ever with my dad. It was just on, and it was on, and we were just watching it, and we were like, because we'd never seen it, and it was like, hey, look, Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown came out in 1974 with, uh, uh, had Jack Nicholson in it, um, who plays uh, Jake Geddes, who is investigating this, uh, this uh, murder that ends up happening. He's kind of hired, kind of set up and framed. And it's one of those very um, mystery-oriented uh, films. So if you've never seen Chinatown, I give you a recommendation, but I also give you a warning that it has it's directed by Roman Polanski. So, uh, who, yeah. I think we all know Roman Polanski at this point. But the movie's worth watching. It's, I mean, it's worth watching just for Jack Nicholson. Like, being badass. Uh... And I think that's all I've got from the past couple of weeks, unless something else pops in my mind. No, I think that's it. <laughs> all right. Boom. Cool. We want to hit the news, Daniel. Daniel's our newsy, y'all. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's start it's off. It's gathered news. Uh, well, I mean. Some of this stuff is from a couple weeks ago before the PS5 and, and, you know, the new consoles came out. So, but anyway, we're going to start off with a uh, launch trailer for Miles Morales. Yeah, it's already up. Look at that. This game looks good, man. I've been seeing like screenshots and, you know. I haven't watched anybody play it yet. Have you watched anybody play it? No. I've like, even just to, for a second? I, I've been trying to avoid it, but I've seen, like, Twitter videos here and there and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. like somebody, like, found their apartment in the game. Oh, that's trippy. And, like, yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see. Like, you, you, you see it from in the game, then they turn their camera, and you see the exact same shot, but in real life, and it's fucking crazy. That's cool. Yeah, th this game looks really cool, though, man. I, uh, it's like, if there's any reason to get a PS5 right now, I mean, I would it would be for this game, I think. Even though, I mean, you can't play it on PS4, but I mean, yeah. I just feel like 
out of all the PS5 launch titles, I feel like this is the only one that I'm really interested in. Yeah. I still got a complete regular Spider-Man. Yeah, you do, man. You really do. That game is so I haven't. Good, ever since I moved, I haven't streamed really at all because I don't have a door to shut and the screaming house is hard to stream with. Uh, I will say, though, that the change of Peter Parker still is so odd to me. Yeah, that does seem very strange. I don't either. It looks so weird, dude. It felt so unnecessary. <laughs> it really is. It really uh, is. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the new, like, model or, whatever, or the, new, the new character face or whatever. And I'm just like, this dude looks younger than he's supposed to be. And he looks younger than the fucking one from the original game. It's like, why? Yeah, why do, I don't, I don't do get it. Do that? I don't. Looks weird, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. But uh, speaking of Spider-Man PS4, uh, Spider-Man's PS4 says will transfer to Spider-Man Remastered on PS5 with post-release update. Uh, well. they, Insomniac Games put out a tweet uh, saying... Uh, we've uh, in an upcoming update for Spider-Man PS4, we will add the ability to export your save to Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. This update will also add three new suits from Remastered to the P to the PS4 game. Uh, we expect you to bring this. We expect you to bring this update around Thanksgiving. So the suits that they have here, uh, if you, I don't know if let me open that. Their tweet. Yeah, I got the tweet uh, open. Hang on. Here we go. Boom. Those are the uh, the the three suits there. I think they look pretty cool. Like, that second one looks like a Gundam almost. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Guyver or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Like those. It yeah, looks cool. It looks like some like uh, like Power Rangers anime. Yeah. Kind of yeah. That, that's that's kind of what it looks like. Whatever. I like that last one. That the white the white with the red the looks one. pretty cool. Yeah, and the black. That does look pretty pretty dope. To me, I, I like all the suits, um, but I, I like I like the second one, even though it looks like anime bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the last I mean, one's like, also really good. There's more in the like the normal game that are like fucking awesome, dude. You really you really gotta finish this game, man. So good. yeah, I have some of them. I have the noir suit. Yeah, that one's pretty dope. Uh, but yeah. What else we got here? We have. Horizon Forbidden West won't be out until the second half of 2021. Uh, so for anybody hoping for it to be out this year, yeah. or, or actually, well, no, I guess it's not going to be out this year because it was just announced this year, right? Yeah. But, um, but uh, it won't be out until late, or at least the second half of next year, which, you know, makes sense. I, I think it makes sense considering, yeah, like, yeah. you know, when it was announced and and all that stuff. Um, hopefully it won't be delayed to 2022. But uh, yeah, now we know kind of around where to expect it. Uh, it's going to be around the second half of uh, 2021. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they put out the... It, Sony or PlayStation put out a New Worlds to Explore, Play Has No Limits video. Uh, where they kind of just showed off some of the, you know, they're they're launching the PS5, so they're they're talking about uh, you know some some of these uh, 
some of these these games here, and it tells you that uh, you know Miles Morales and Demon Souls are available at launch. Gran Turismo Seven, uh, Ranch Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, and what is it? Returnal and uh, for first half of 2021, and then there that's how we find out that Horizon isn't the, until the second half of 2021. Yeah. Uh, which I'm kind of grateful for because it gives me... See, because I've been waiting to get back into Horizon because I wanted the PC version to be all patched up and stuff because I know it was a little buggy uh, before I tried to hop back in and complete that. Because um, I had been playing it on PS4 and then it was like, we got a complete edition coming to PC and I was like, oh, I'll wait now. And then it came out and was all buggy. So uh, I've been waiting for that to get patched up and fix it. PS5, yeah. also called Big Chungus because it's huge. <laughs> uh, what we got next? Next up, we have another trailer. The, we have the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer, which I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of this already. But it's uh, gonna be interesting to watch this, just to see if it's like I know this or. But again, this is one of those things, one of the trailers that we had like two weeks ago, so before the game came out. But now that it's out, it's like yeah. Yeah. It's still a cool trailer. Uh, the boats and the and the snow and the all the Vikings, dude, in the hall. So have some... you done like sieges like that yet, or no? Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, there's, uh, yeah, I've done a few, and I think there's more. Um, I'm playing on the second to hardest difficulty because. I like a challenge, but not enough that I hate myself. And I die enough that I know if I played it any harder, I would hate myself. <laughs> um, I fought that lady that they showed on screen. Um, the lady with the two swords. Um, and she murdered the fuck out of me like seven times. Um, uh, Damn. Throwing, axes, throwing hatchets and axes like that? or what? Yeah, one thing about this game is they absolutely make you feel like a badass at any chance they get. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the bad guys... <laughs> the bad guys have uh, stamina bars and you like deplete them down and they'll go down and you can do like... I won't say finishing moves because on the tougher enemies it won't kill them in one hit, but you'll do these badass flurry of blows that just looks real fucking cool and on most enemies it'll kill them. Uh, um, and and they all have fin almost all the bad guys have finishing moves when you get them down to zero HP and you, like even the grunts and you'll just do something you'll do like a how do you want to do this like we do in D and D and he just murders them. That's cool, like man. stuff like that makes me look look forward to playing the game. But I'm like looking at this fucking big ass creature at the 119 mark of the trailer. I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? That's yeah, it looks like a fucking. Anyway, <laughs> if you if you look at the for those of you listening or watching, Assassin's Creed Valhalla launch trailer one nineteen mark. That thing is huge. <laughs> but the game looks really cool. Uh, out of all the Assassin's Creed games that you've played, even though you're not done with this one yet, where do you think this one? Well, did you ever finish Origins and Odyssey? I never finished them. I never completed them because they're just gigantic. They're huge. Um, 
I plan to go back at some point in the future and completely finish them. I feel like I've played them, so if you wanted to ask me which one's the best, I could give well, you a... I was, well, that's what I was, that's what I was gonna ask, like, out of, out of all, I was gonna, my question was gonna be, out of every single Assassin's Creed game that you've played, all of them, the ones that you've played, which one is your favorite, including Valhalla? Oof, oof. Like, mm. could you even answer that, or no? It's hard, because I like some parts of the okay, games well, more than others. Well, I'll make it easier for you, then. Out of the three newer ones, Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. Probably Valhalla, um, which I think is saying a lot because I really like the settings of the others. Right? We we got we got Egyptian, we got Greek, and then we got fucking Norse Vikings. Like I love all three of those. Those are the big three right there, right? It's like the Trinity, right? Like it's like playing Asian mythology almost. Um, uh, but yeah, probably Valhalla, just because it's uh, it just improves so much on those others. Uh, for me, uh, story-wise, if you wanted to ask me out of all the Assassin's Creed, just story-wise, I really love two. Uh, I like two, two. I really like two as well. Um, although, although having recently played Black Flag, that one's up there for me as well. Black Flag is good. Yeah. Yeah, I still have to play some of the other ones. Like I, I never played like Revelations or or what was the other one? Uh. Uh, yeah, the other Ezio game, there was like two of them. Brother, brotherhood. Numbered. Yeah, brotherhood. I never played those, um, so I don't know anything about those. But uh, like I played one, two, three, four, and then eventually I'll play some of the newer ones. But you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. If you wanted to ask me my favorite setting, I would say three, just because the American Revolution just seems really cool to play in a video game because you almost never get to. The problem suffers is like the character. He's just obsessed with Charles Lee <laughs> the entire game, and he's very wooden about it. Uh, so it's uh, that one's got my favorite setting. I think it's cool, but it's it's, it's not my favorite one. I do like it though. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I recommend Valhalla. It's the first. I think it's the first Assassin's Creed where they have full on dismemberment. Oh, really? Like, like whenever you, it's what we wanted to stop from Star Wars, Daniel. Dude, it's what we wanted it's, from Fallen Order. It's what I want from Fallen Order, yeah. Uh, but no, you'll be fighting a dude and you get him down to no HP and you'll just see an arm fly off or a head fly off or a leg fly off or you'll do a finishing move that chops both their arms off and then their head off. Like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not joking. It goes, it goes all in on chopping people to pieces in this it's, game. It's one of the things that I loved about playing The Witcher 3, dude, it's like the, the fucking things you can, the finishers in that game are beautiful, man. Like, I wish, I wish more games had like cool ass finishers in combat like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the skill tree, the skill tree is huge. Um, I, let me see if I can find a picture of it without spoiling any of it. Um, uh -huh, skill tree. Let's see if I can find a picture. Just a quick picture. Just to so just to show off like the size of it. Now oh, that's kind of a spoilery one. I want one without names on it so you can't see what does what. Damn it. Well, just trust me, guys, when I say it's gigantic. It has... Uh, so it has, like, three. One is stealthy, one is warrior -y, and one is 
like ranged ish, although they kind of mix it up. And each one of those has like 13 different mega skills in it. No, when I say mega skills, I mean like I'll give you a freebie. It's one you can get early called Stomp in the Warrior Tree, where you just stomp a bad guy if they're prone on the ground. You literally walk up to them and curb stomp them and inflict a bunch of damage on them. So when I say major skills, the, when I say 13 major skills, it's things like that. There's also little blips that give you like little passive bonuses. Uh, like more assassination damage, more armor, more light attack damage or resistance. And those are in between skills and you have to link them up uh, to get to different skills in the in the game. But uh, so when I say it's massive, you've got 13. Uh, so you got uh, 13 times three of the major skills. So you got a fucking 39 major skills. And then in between all those are a bunch of little passive skills. So when I say the tree's huge, alone, just out of major skills, 39's a lot to me. And, and then you add in all the little things in between them, and it's just huge. It's huge. Um, so many choices you can customize the way you want to play a lot. I don't do the range stuff a lot, other than I pick off a few headshots from the distance uh, if I want to. Another good thing about the new Assassin's Creed I feel like I've gone into full review mode here, guys. When we just watch the trailer, I apologize. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, this will be the last thing I say on it, which is, you're a Viking. It never pretends that you're anything else. So you're not expected to hide in a bush, and and shank a dude. They expect you to be a Viking to go in there and fight. So, um, and I don't feel bad for doing that ever. I will literally go into a place. And just start fights with massive groups because I feel like a fucking badass Viking and that's what I am. So uh, so that's my review of Valhalla, even though that's not what this was supposed to be about. <laughs> uh, it's fun. I, I, you, when you play them, Daniel, you're going to have a blast. Especially with that one, I think. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll get to it at some point, but yeah. We've got a lot of games to go before we get there. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a new update for Grounded, the Koi Pond. Grounded, here we go. Let's open that up. There we go. Which, this game always looked pretty cool to me. Uh, That's right, you haven't tried it, have you? Yeah, no, I've never played it. Never played it. I know that you, I know that you checked it out for a little bit. Yeah. Was it a part of the, uh, the Game Pass? Is that how you played it? Or did you buy it? I, I bought it, and then they added it to Game Pass, and I was like, damn it. But, uh, but now I have it forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Um, and I enjoyed it, but you know, it just needs more stuff in it, and that's what they're giving us right here—the koi pond. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there the, you this go. this this, this trailer is good because the narrator just jokes. They joke like we're stealing early access. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of those games I can't wait to be completed. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It looks fun. I mean, I'm I'm kind of bummed out that it's only four player co-op. Like I wish it was more. Mm -hmm. That way, more of us could play it, you know. But <laughs> big ass fish. That's, That's ass great, fish. dude. Bond to survive. The pond. The pond. 
That's some mm. big ass spiders too, man. Oh, them spiders are terrifying. Like even <laughs> when you're playing and you see one of them things, they are scary. They're fast and deadly. This is the game where they like let you change the look of the spiders, right? Like if you don't yeah, it's got several like different settings arachnophobia mode or whatever yeah they do they do man because uh like it can be from all right it's a full-on spider to it's just two blobs with an eye <laughs> like that's that makes sense yeah that's grant the grounded pond koi pond what do we got next daniel next up we have the official launch date reveal for Deathloop. So this is a short one, 30 second video, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how much you've seen in this game or, or if you're interested in it at all or anything, but it looks pretty fun. It, it kind of reminds me of like, a, it, like obviously it's made by the same, the same people that did um, uh, Dishonored. So it reminds me of that. But also reminds me of like I don't know something else, dude. Like it, it, it's it's like a couple things mixed together. Makes me think a little uh, bit of Wolfenstein, in some places. Yeah, yeah but uh, we now have the launch uh, launch date, which is uh, May twenty first uh, of next year. I don't know. I was interested in this game, but now I feel like I'm not interested in this game. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, my so feelings like, might change like when we get the other games right now. Or what? <laughs> yeah, it might. It could be that. It might be because this is like this is a little bit of ways away, and that's just like my heat on it. I was never really super into it. I don't know. I don't know. Some. I don't know. I'm. I'll probably end up playing it anyway though, because I'm. I'm like that. But I just feel a little cool on it than I was before. That's fair. I think I'm kind of the same about it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's there's another, there's something else coming up uh, here towards the end of the, the game of news that, I'll, that I'm pretty, or I'm very intrigued by, and I'm curious about your thoughts on it, but that's kind of going to be like a stealthy kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I got you. Here we go. Next up, Star Wars Squadrons is getting a new map and more ships. So remember when we thought they weren't going to add anything to this game? They're like, we're not doing anything. We're not adding nothing. They <laughs> lied, and I'm happy that they did because I want them to keep adding shit to this game. Uh, so they announced two free updates coming over to the game. Uh, the first bit of DLC is set to arrive on the 25th. It includes a new uh, Fos Fostar Haven map from the main campaign. Uh, <clears throat> accompanied by four new component types, booster extension kits, ion rockets, prototype piercing torpedoes, and anti-material rocket turrets. Uh, and a, and a 3.0 patch to continue tweaking the balance. Uh, a second update is gonna uh, is scheduled to release before the end of the year. Sometime in December, it's gonna be adding two new ships, which is the B-Wing, and the tie defender so we have the photo up on the screen now there it is look at that i personally love the b-wing i feel i i think it's a super highly underrated ship um i don't understand i do not understand why it's not used more i, lo I love 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 the b-wing and the tie defender also is one of the coolest ties out there so 
I just don't understand why these both of these ships aren't used more in general in more things. The Tide well, Defender looks dope. B-Wing I'm looks glad, cool, too. I'm glad they're finally getting out of the squadrons. Can't wait to play more squadrons and, 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 and you know, mess around with those ships. Uh, and then the December update apparently is also going to add custom matches. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which, which could be really, really, really fun. Uh uh, but yeah, it, it's it's all of this is kind of surprising because Ian Fraser at EA Motive, uh, they said they weren't treating this game as like a live service, but I mean they're mm-hmm. adding stuff to it now, so I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, but I'm glad that they're adding stuff. You know, like I'm super glad. <laughs> yeah, was... it's so strange. Like just a barely a month or two ago, they're like, we're not adding anything. Yeah. All right, guys, we're adding things. <laughs> all right, we're giving you a map and. And the new ships, and there you go. This I don't know. It's weird. It's weird, but it's good. I, uh, just their handling of it, I should say, is weird. Them actually doing Def- it is great. Def a hundred percent, hundred percent, absolutely. Agreed, agreed. Um, next up, uh, there was a new Avengers War Table talking about Kate Bishop. This is a nine-minute video, so we don't have to watch the whole thing. No, hang on. However, uh, you can skip it up ahead a little bit. They kind of talk about Kate Bishop and... uh... Oh, God. Every time I click on it, it's playing sound. (laughs) But they talk about Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Uh, They they, they talk about, like, her story that she's going to be... Or that's going to be coming to the game with with her. I believe it's called uh, Take an Aim. And then they're talking about the new enemy, the Super Adaptoid. Uh, which should be pretty cool. Um, they show off all of Kate Bishop's like abilities and her new and her costumes and stuff that are coming to the game. I like all of her. I actually think she's going to be fun to play because as for those of you who know or don't know, I'm all about a character that has a sword and a bow. So she's mm-hmm. like uh, 100% my kind of character. She's she's rocking my colors. So Yeah, purple, dude. Yeah. But yeah, towards the, like, the seven minute mark, they show you all of her costumes and stuff. And This is a very long video. It <laughs> okay. is, yeah. I recommend you watch it on your own because there's some... Uh... Definitely. There's some cool stuff in there, but they talk, like I said, they talk about uh, her story, her abilities, you know, uh, and then like they tease at like towards the end of the video. They talk about Clint's story, how it takes place after uh, Kate Bishop's. Yeah, I'm going to skip ahead there in just a moment. I want to show off some of the costumes because uh, yeah. I was very slow. <laughs> No, you're good. It just yeah. She has a lot of costumes. They're all purple. They're all cool looking. Depending on what you like. Um, Here we go. But yeah, if you go to uh, yeah, there you go. You're there. So that they talk about Clint's story and how it takes place after Kate Bishop's, and then uh, there's some time yeah, travel it, shenanigans. Yeah, there's some there's some definite shenanigans. And they show you a throne with a familiar character sitting down on it. Yeah, like, there he uh, is. Oh, this is a uh, this is mighty intriguing here. Like, what the hell he's got the on? he's got the trophies, man. He's got trophies at his feet. I don't know if you guys saw that. Look at that shit. Yeah, 
I didn't catch that the first time. Look at that. He sure does. Look at all that shit. Look at all of that. Yep. Thor's hammer. Shield. Kamala's bag. Well then. There's your boy. Sitting there like a Caesar. Yeah, right. For those that don't know, Hawkeye's my guy. He's my guy. I'm a big Hawkeye dude. And I'm not the only one. Because when they announced this game, that, that room was mad that people wouldn't see an Hawkeye. They didn't see Hawkeye, yeah. Yeah. People want a Hawkeye, man. Where's Hawkeye? Why is everybody... Because was... that was the year like everybody was like, where the fuck is Hawkeye? Where's Clint at? <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, I mean it's cool that they're that they're adding them for sure. Um Yeah. Uh it would be nice to to go back and play some more Avengers. They've patched the crap out of it, so hats off to yeah. them for uh they really have. I'm 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 looking forward to getting back to it. Uh it, it should be fun. It should be fun. I'm 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 hoping for, for good things uh when, when, when they uh when they update it. Uh but next up we have some Cyberpunk 2077 news, and this one ha has me uh, pretty, uh, pretty happy because uh, yeah, I'm probably, I'm, when I get the game, I'm probably gonna end up streaming it, and uh, this game is gonna have a streamer mode that disables copyrighted music to avoid the DMCA. So that's that's pretty dope. Mm. Uh, the the UK head of communication, Holly Bennett, said, uh, and I quote, We know that for content creators, licensed music can sometimes be problematic. So with this new mode, you'll be able to disable a small number of selected tracks, which could cause some issues, replacing them with a different song, helping to avoid any problems. Yeah. Uh, Bennett said that 2077 will automatically disable those music tracks when players stream from the console version, but that players will be able to toggle the feature on or off. Play, PC players will be able to turn on and off in the game options. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will feature some 150 genre-bending tracks, according to CD Projekt Red's video, uh, including songs from artists Run the Jewels, Nina Kra Kravis, Grimes, uh, Gazelle Twin, and Rat Boy. Um, but yeah, because obviously they came out with a new like uh, Night City Wire thing where they talked about the game a little bit more and and uh yeah yeah um, what's what's nice is like it's not just like we're disabling this so you're gonna have awkward silence it's replacing them with a different song so you're still gonna have the music you know because some things are like that and kind of strange with with the streamer modes where they don't replace it they just turn it off and you have silence like uh <laughs> like, like like twitch huh he just fucking, yeah. uh, you know <laughs> oh there's there's music playing in your thing just turn off all your game audio yeah, just turn it off. Turn off all your game audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the thing we have after that is they also, uh, in that Night City Wire, put out an official gameplay trailer. Which I haven't watched yet. So this will be a live reaction from me. This is five minutes long. It is a five-minute long trailer. It's pretty cool, though. 
There's a, I believe there's a voiceover during it. Oh, they don't have a, they don't have a, they don't have closed caption options. Boom or. The game looks really good though, man. Like just, like, this is one of those kind of games, where like I wish it was multiplayer so we could just like hang out and fucking you know, shoot the shit, explore yeah. Night City, dude. Like it looks so rad. Like it looks, this game looks like it's gonna be so much fun, dude. There's there's so many hot ladies already. I'm in. Just you wait until we get later in the trailer, dude. Just you wait. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go super cybernetic katana ninja guy. I think that's what I want. Just the the different like backdrops of like this is one big city. But you could see like desert and like city and it's 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 cool, man. Just a different Um You're talking about you wish they had multiplayer. Don't they have a multiplayer a component of some kind gonna be coming after this is out? I actually am not sure about that. But I think I, they do, I, but they haven't said what it is yet. It could just be something as simple as deathmatch mode or something. But if it was like we're hanging out in the city together mode, that'd be dope. Dude, I would that's that's what I want, man. That's what I want out of this game. Aside from from the, the single player stuff, is a, a cool ass multiplayer mode where we can just, you know, do cool shit and and hang around and explore in the city, dude. That'd be be amazing. It just looks so cool. It looks so fucking cool, man. Out of all the, out of any of the games coming out soon, or like within the next few months or whatever, this is the one I'm probably looking forward to the most. Hell yeah. Which is probably the same for everybody, but like, I don't know. This this is game just, I just like the all the different options and customization and like you know all, all the different things you can do to make it your own version of this character and story and whatnot it's just you, i love shit like that man yeah well it's just like deus ex man i used to love deus ex games and it's like i haven't had anything that's kind of like that to scratch that itch for me and this is kind of this is what this is gonna do is what this is so <laughs> did you play the old deus ex games or any of them i played oh that's right you played um Mankind Divided, I think, or I don't I, I don't forget which one, but I played one of the more recent ones. They, they say going back and playing even the old, old ones is worth it. I never have, but I wouldn't mind giving it a go, even the old ones. Fucking just murder everybody. Shooting rockets. Oh my goodness. Your boy Keanu. Damn. Wake the fuck up, Samurai. We got a city to burn. Yeah, this game just looks absolutely beautiful, man. I mean, something I love about this is just how into it Keanu is. 
<laughs> at any point where they show him talking about it. He's just into it, man. He just loves it. Uh, I think that's what I dig the most about it. I love Keanu. Look at that. Oh, damn. Customization. Boop. Look at that. Get ready for it, Josh. There's a lady coming up here. Oh, damn. <laughs> Hello. Oh, it's the, that's the chick that I wanted to romance. Let they show it there for a hot second. Uh, I forgot what yeah. her name was. Oh, well, there you go. You know it's an option, though. Oh, yeah. I know who I'm dancing with. Yeah, this game looks fucking rad, dude. I can't wait. The only... <laughs> Uh, the only bummer for me is the December 10th release date while raids come out that week. <laughs> uh, for Shadowlands. So I'm going to have to divide my time. Uh, yeah, I I'm excited for it. I'm hype. I'm not overhyped like some people are. Some people are just like, this is going to be the greatest thing fucking ever, forever. And I just, <laughs> like... I can understand the excitement, but I don't want you to ruin it for yourself by putting it on yeah. such a high pedestal. I mean, like, <laughs> there's, there's, this game was announced like seven years ago, dude, and it's still not out. It's crazy, man. It's yeah, I think people need to temper their expectations a little bit just so they're not the, disappointed. The comments are funny. It's like the release date, December 10th, and then dot, 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 2077. 77. <laughs> uh, uh. I can't wait for this to be out so the jokes end. It's crazy. It looks so good, though, dude. Like, that game, like, I just, when I see stuff like this as well, like, with the big cities and, like, the customization and all that stuff, it's like, I wish, I hope at some point before I, I cease to exist on this planet, mm -hmm. I, get, I get a Star Wars game that that is something like this in terms of like just how fucking massive and, and cool it is you know yeah but, uh, eventually hopefully maybe here's the uh, updated system requirements by the way i think they updated these right um right. Uh, this, that same day i think i want to say yeah probably so so as you can see the game is gonna be 70 gigabytes on an ssd so Free up some space if you don't have any. Luckily, I do. Um, uh, if you want to do your ray tracing, though, it looks like you're gonna want to. You want a big heavy hitter RTX. Uh, you know, which makes sense. So this is the ray tracing. This is just the regular. I'll probably just do the regular. I don't even need that ray tracing stuff, man. Like it's 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 cool and stuff. Yeah, but eh. <laughs> I'd rather have sixty frames a second. At least. Um but yeah. That's dope. And that's exciting. Can't wait for it to come out. I have a collector's edition coming. Uh so that'll be Exciting. Maybe I'll fucking open it on stream or something, you know, Hell when yeah, it gets dude. here. Un, un, yeah, dude, go for do that unboxing, man. Because I've never I've never done unboxing videos, so, you know, maybe we'll do one. Go for it, man. 
Uh, uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. Because you're getting the the, the big the big boy edition. The big the big one, yeah. Um, before we move on to the next thing, I want to say the uh, uh, just a, the, a, a insert of news, which is like the WoW expansion drops Monday, this Monday, this upcoming Monday, at six p.m. Eastern time, if I'm remembering right, is when it goes live. Um. But the release date, the reason I brought it up is because the release date for Cyberpunk made me think of it is that the raids come out that week. So you have like a couple weeks to play the expansion. And then raids will drop the week of the 8th of December. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 10th is when Cyberpunk comes out, and that's a raid night for me. And I'm like, no. But yeah. Thursday. <laughs> that's a bummer. Rip. Uh, but yeah, also Shadowlands comes out the 23rd, so. I'm going to disappear because I get addicted to WoW. It happens. In fact, while we were sitting here, Thack- Thacker messaged me. He was like, after the podcast, you want to grind in WoW? I'm like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> uh, what do you got next, Danny? What's your next piece of news? Next up, we have... Uh... The makers of Hitman are working on a very on a new uh, James Bond game, which they're calling Project 007. Uh, it's do, just a little, do, just a do, little do, teaser do. there, little 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 minute long teaser, but I think it's still pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So I heard about this. I haven't read any details or anything about it. So other than it's made by the dudes uh, that did Hitman. Yeah, I just think that like if anyone is to make a James, a new James Bond game. Aren't these guys, like, probably the perfect dudes or people to be working on it? It's a good pick. Yeah. The Hitman people? Like, that's pretty solid, right? Now, that's who I'd get. I mean, it's in the name. That's pretty much what Bond is. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Hitman. They uh, even got the music in there. Which we're not going to play because of DMCA. Yeah. <laughs> Now, 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 now. Oh, I got a, I got a scream right there. By doing yeah, really cool though. So, I mean, there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of information on it right now, but um, yeah, man, I, th- I think this game is gonna be pretty, pretty awesome. Over here on their website, all it says is that this game will be an original Bond. It'll be a Bond origin story, mm-hmm. where players work to achieve Bond's double O agent status. That's cool. Interesting. I wonder who their bond is gonna look like. Maybe you'll never even see. It might be one of those first person dealios, but I doubt it. It's gonna be like Hitman. I, yeah. I don't know where it would it be actually. Hmm. If I had to guess, they'll probably. Uh... I want to say it's gonna be like Hitman, right? Because that's how. Yeah. That's what these dudes are. Yeah. I hope they have and some creative it, ways it, to kill some fools. And it's gonna be their own version of uh, Bond. So I mean, they, you know, do 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 whatever. Go 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 at go at it. You know, have at mm-hmm. it. Add some multi. Add some multiplayer. Give us some golden eye in multiplayer. Oh, dude! If they did something like that, whew, that'd be pretty dope. They should do it like um. There's one target that's a player, and then there's a bunch of agents trying to kill him. But they they can also kill each other. They're all like rivals. That'd be you know, that's what I'd do <laughs> uh, if I was going to do a Bond. 
that's cool. I am um, kind of I I I like Bond. I'm not like a Bond super fan, but I like Bond movies and stuff. And and the, of course, obviously everybody played Goldeneye growing up practically. Um, and we haven't had when was the last Bond game that came out? Oh man, I don't even remember, dude, off the top of my head. Last, I'm googling. I I I I don't I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Hopefully they uh, they do a pretty. Hopefully they make this game pretty fun, and uh, you know we'll see. Very early stages right now, but uh... this says double oh seven. Oh, I lost it. Where'd it go? Twenty twelve was double oh seven. Legends was the last James Bond game. So we haven't had a Bond game in like eight years, right? Like. You, you you know how long ago that is now, right? A long time. That's two generations ago, gaming wise. Now. Yeah. That is like. We're we're in the PS5, Xbox Series X, you know, generation now. Which, when you look from '95 to to 2012, except for like a few years of gaps, there was almost always a James Bond game out. You know, GoldenEye was 95, 96, there wasn't anything. 97, you had uh, GoldenEye 007, which was another... Uh, hold up. Sorry, that was the handheld version, was in 95. And then the uh, N64 GoldenEye was 97. Then 98, there was another uh, game called James Bond 007. There were games that came out almost every year after that. You know, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World's Not Enough, 007 Racing... Uh, Night Fire, Agent Under Fire, everything. And like every year, there were James Bond games. Fucking 007 uh, Racing. What in the world? Yeah, there was a racing 007 racing game. That's nuts. It was on the original PlayStation. Huh. This game marks the seventh appearance of Pierce Brosnan's James Bond. The game includes his likeness, but not his voice, obviously. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, there were there were games almost every year, for a long time. Uh, growing up, I played GoldenEye, and I remember playing the Mission Impossible, Nintendo sixty four game. <laughs> GoldenEye definitely played that one. That one. Was but yeah, maybe this will herald the return of Bond to video games because he's been missing. Been missing for for a little bit now. And I don't know how, because everybody likes being spies. In video games. Well, I mean, they, they've had other stuff like Hitman and, you know, other things here and there, I guess. But, yeah. I guess the James Bond license is probably expensive, huh? The, what was that old... Uh, there was an other game that was a spy game. Was it Obsidian that made it? Spy game. Alpha sure. Protocol. Did you ever play Alpha Protocol? No, I haven't played it. Um, It was an RPG... That was like, there were three ways you could play it. You could play it like Jason Bourne, you could play it like James Bond, or you could play it like Jack Bauer, depending on your dialogue choices your character would and how you built your characters. I played part of it, and then I got to a part of it where the game just crashed repeatedly, and I stopped playing it. <laughs> uh, anyways, do you have any other news, Daniel? 
The only thing I think of is we can talk about the Game Awards if you want to. If not, then we can move on. Yeah, we can talk about the Game Awards if you want. What do you want to talk about? I mean, open we it up. Talk about, talk about the categories and stuff. Let, let me open up here this categories. Yeah, the nominees. Yeah, yeah so I am going to start from the bottom. Go for it. Go up. So I'm going to start at the best debut game because I don't know anything about esports. So I don't know shit about esports either. I'm, I'm skipping esports and going to best debut game. Let me open this. Esports team. De- so, uh, no, that's esports For team. best debut game, this is the this is the category for the best debut game created by a new independent uh, studio. Um. So we have the nominees are Carrion by Phobia Game Studio, Mortal Shell by Cold Symmetry, uh, and Playstack. Uh, Carrion was also by Devolver. Uh, uh, Raji, the Ancient Epic, Nodding Heads Games. Uh, Roki by Polygon Treehouse. And then we have Phasmophobia by Kinetic Games. Um, yeah, so out of out of these five games that we have here, have you played any of these other ones besides Phasmophobia? Because the Phasmophobia is the only one here that I've played. No, Phasmophobia is the only one I've played. I've watched a couple of people play Mortal Shell, and I've watched a few people play Carrion. Okay. And I've heard about I've heard about uh, the uh, Raji and Ancient Epic. So Ro- Roki, I have no idea what that is. So. Okay. So I but, uh, Phasmophobia personally. And I'll be honest with you, I feel like Phasmophobia is going to win just because it came out and was huge, huge in a way that yeah. that most of these others aren't. I would, so, I would be surprised if anything but Phasmophobia wins this one. I could be wrong because I don't know how much of the uh, the viewer the viewer vote it only counts for like so much. Like it's not a lot ultimately. I don't think I could be wrong. I could be way wrong, but I feel like in at least in the past the viewer vote hasn't counted for as much as like all the other like the panel that they have that does this stuff. Uh but I honestly do think Phasmo will win here. Yeah, it just makes sense. It makes sense for them. I like I could see well no, yeah, Phasmophobia is gonna be gonna be the one. I, I would be surprised if anything else wins, although like I know people like Carrion and Mortal Shell and stuff, but Phasmophobia, yeah, that, that's, that's this. This isn't even me being biased about it, right? Like this is me looking at when Phasmophobia came out and how it blew up, like yeah. it was huge, hugely popular. So, absolutely. So we're gonna what's go next? And uh, let's see, we're gonna skip the content creator of the year. We're gonna go to best multiplayer. Yeah, we're skipping content creator because we're not on that list. No, I'm kidding. Best multiplayer <laughs> for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, uh, irrespective of game, genre, or platform. So we have Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. So the way that I see this one... So first it's all, between three games on this list, for one thing. I was going to say, first of all, how, how many of these have you played, Josh? Uh, two. I played Among Us and I played Animal Crossing. Okay. I haven't played Fall Guys, the new Call of Duty, or Valorant. Right. So I've played all of these. And I feel like... <clears throat> 
I feel like Valorant was more of a thing earlier in the year and not so much now. Because, like, I used to play Valorant, but I don't anymore. And then Animal Crossing was also one of those things that was, like, super huge early in the year. But people still play it. Uh, Warzone is definitely still played. Among Us, people obviously still play that. And you're playing it last night. <laughs> yeah, Fall Guys is another one. So I don't know, man. I, I could, I could honestly see this one going any 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 of these ways. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I personally think it's between Animal Crossing, Among Us, and Fall Guys. I, I don't think the other two were good enough. Um, I really don't. And that's having not played them. I just don't think Call of Duty Warzone was that well. People love that game. Eh. Yeah, but that's the fanboys, man. That that's eh. I, I don't I honestly don't think that's gonna win here. I'd be surprised if it did with these I, others. I would really play. see I see Fall Guys taking it personally. I really do. Um I could see that. Yeah, I could, uh, I, see, I could see any of these winning, but what really makes me think though that Animal Crossing could do it was just because of the things that people did. Because this was like right when you know quarantines and things happened and we had like people making game sh- game shows on it and like yeah. interviews on it with like Danny Trejo and 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 um, I mean anything could take it, but I personally think it's going to be between either Fall Guys, Among Us, or Animal Crossing. Uh, yeah, this this is one of the ones where yeah, I'm just like I don't know what's going to win, but we'll see. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a pretty solid list of stuff, man. Like like again, these are all very very popular games so we'll, we'll, we'll see what uh, comes out on top um next up we have uh best sports slash racing game for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game um now typically i am a huge fan of fifa and and, and nba 2k however i haven't played any of these games in years and I know that as of more recently, they've been adding more bullshit microtransaction crap into these games. So for for that reason alone, I'm not voting for those. I'm not huge into the racing games either, so I'm not voting for those either. And I've heard great things about Tony Ox Pro Skater 1 and 2, the, the new remaster slash remake. So I feel like that one's going to win. I feel like, to me, this is an easy one. Like, t- Tony Hawk is going to take this one, in my opinion. I have no clue because I don't play any of these. Although I used to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater back when I was a, a wee lad, a wee babe. And, uh, yeah, I just voted out of uh, nostalgia, I guess. <laughs> the, the rest of the time, I have never in my life, I've never played a FIFA game. I've never played any of the NBA 2Ks. I never played any of the F1s. I played Dirt, but not Dirt 5. I played, like, the original Dirt. Yeah, I, I just think Tony Hawk has got this one unlocked. I'd, I'd be Probably. Surprised. I'd be surprised if anything but Tony Hawk takes this one. No clue for me. I guess probably Tony Hawk. Uh, Next up, we have the best sim slash strategy game. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. First up, we have Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM 
Chimera Squad. So, uh, which one of these? Which ones of these have you played? Because I can tell you, I've only played one on this list, and it's the one that I voted for. <laughs> uh, I've played. I've played two on this list. I've watched people play. So the two I've played is Crusader Kings and a and Chimera Squad. I watched Co play pretty much all of Desperados. I've seen some people play Gears Tactics, and I've seen a lot of people play Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, I've seen like Winter play Flight Sim and stuff like that. But uh, and I, and then I think I've seen a couple people play Crusader Kings three as well. But yeah, yeah, I've only played Chimera Squad. I I I started on stream. I beat it on stream. Played it. That's my pick because that game was fun. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, as much as I love XCOM, I think it's really going to come down to here. Probably Crusader Kings 3 and probably, as weird as it is going to say I, this, Microsoft Flight Simulator. No, no. I think I think Flight Sim is going to win. That's what I think. Uh, I think, yeah, the Microsoft Flight Sim is going to take this one. I haven't. I don't even think I've ever seen anyone play Gears Tactics or Desperados 3, so I don't, uh, I don't The thing know. is, though, I've watched Desperados 3 get played. It looks like a good game. It's it's very much like Commandos. It's like the the um, oh what is it? You played it the sh- the, the the that Shogun Samurai top down game. Uh, it's made by those same people. I can't think of what yeah, it's called right I, I now. The, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, I I don't remember the name, but uh, I know which one you're talking about. But out of all of these, the two favorites at the very least are probably Flight Sim and the Crusader Kings. Yeah, I think so. I think I think Flight Sim has has got this one. I could see Crusader Kings winning as well, but I mean, I think Flight Sim has got it on lock. Uh, okay. Next up, best family game uh, for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. We have Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Microsoft Dungeons or Paper Mario the Origami King? Uh, out of this list, I have only played Animal Crossing and Fall Guys. Uh, I can tell you Fall Guys ain't going to win. I'm going to tell you why. Because I've sat and chat with these folks when they play it, and it ain't no family game when they fall down. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm I think, kidding. I, I think Animal Crossing is going to take this one. I think it does, too. <laughs> Yeah, I voted. I voted for that one as well. I think they're gonna take it. Um, I will say though, I've seen people play Microsoft or Microsoft Dungeons, Minecraft Dungeons, <laughs> and that game looks kind of fun, dude. I, I would. I would. I haven't. I haven't tried it yet. I. I it, wouldn't mind. It looks like a Minecraft Diablo, which is what we always thought it was. It looked like. Remember when we saw the trailers and stuff? <laughs> it, it was exactly what it was. Dude. Yeah. It, yeah. It looks cool. Like I wouldn't mind playing it, dude. Like it looks like. You should give that a try sometime. Yeah, because it has a, it has like multiplayer and stuff too. So, uh, I, yeah, definitely. Uh... But yeah, I do I do think Animal Crossing's got it here. Because my niece yeah. came over and was like, "I want Animal Crossing." I'm like, "We can play together if you get it." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Animal Crossing I think has got that one. Crash Bandicoot Four I know came out, but like I don't even I didn't even see anyone like like I don't know if it ever got like the hype, you know. Like I know there was people looking forward to it, but I don't know if it, there was ever like a huge amount of hype. Like I remember just coming out and be like, "Oh, it's out already." All right. <laughs> and then yeah, Fall Guys, like that one's just <laughs> that game's nuts. Look, but, um... look, I've heard these people talk. When they fall down, it ain't no family game. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I think uh, I think Animal Crossing is the best. Family. Yeah. 
Agreed. Um, moving on. Best fighting game uh, for the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Now, this one was tough for me because I don't play fighting games. I, I have so, no clue who wins here. I didn't even know some of the games on this list. We have Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which I'd never even heard of that game. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, uh, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, and Under Night in Birth, EXE. I, this sounds like some... That is some anime-ass shit that I don't know about. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to try that name again. Under Night in Birth, EXE, Late CLR. Uh yeah, I, I I don't even I didn't even know that was a thing, nor Grand Blue. So I didn't even know One Punch Man had a game. So they have this is like their second fighting game, if I'm not mistaken. Or well, actually, no, wait, I'm thinking of my hero. Never mind. Yeah, no, th- never mind. I retract that statement. I was thinking of my hero. Yeah, I I I didn't even know they had one either. But um, my heart yeah. wants Mortal Kombat to win. <laughs> I think it's between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, but I just don't know which one people play more nowadays. So I don't, I don't either, and I don't really play them either. I just want Mortal I, Kombat to win because they have Rambo in it. I certainly, I certainly don't play. The only fighting game I play is Smash Bros, and that's not on here, so I, I don't know. I'm not the best to ask him for this category. It'd be interesting I, to watch. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think it's between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but we'll see. Uh, best role-playing game. For the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. So, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, Breath of the Waifu, I mean Genshin Impact, (laughs) uh, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, I will straight up say I haven't played any of these games. But... I I played the original Persona 5 and I played Wasteland. That being said, I think I know which game is going to win this category. I think I know who's going to win, too. I think, I think it's going to be Final Fantasy. Do you? I think Persona 5 Royale is going to win. Really? Interesting. I think I think Nostalgia is going to win out here for people. I, 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 I just think that because Final Fantasy is nominated for other categories, Persona is going to take this one. They but, could. But I could see Final Fantasy winning this one as well. I do think it's between those two. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it's, I think it's definitely between those two because I think Yakuza is too new of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's between yeah, Final Fantasy or, or Persona Five for this one. Waste Wasteland's good. Wasteland Three is good. I just don't know if it stands up against those other two. Is the problem? Yeah. Yeah. So also, think... Waifu Simulator, get the fuck out of here. Piece yeah, no, nah, nah, fuck, fuck that game. Uh, <laughs> Persona Five, I think I think is gonna take it, but I wouldn't be surprised if Final Fantasy. Takes it. That's funny, you know. I thought we would have the opposite <laughs> reaction. I figured I, I, I would have thought it would have been seven if you would have. I would have. I, I, I know a lot of people that like that really like that fucking Persona Five game, dude. I know it's you're so good. I am. I do. I got oh, the mask right there. People love that fucking game, dude. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it in that way. Like I've never played it, so I couldn't tell you shit about the game. But I've seen people play it. And I've seen, and I know a lot of people love that game, so I think I think it's gonna take it. But well, again, I would be pleasantly surprised if it did. But again, I could see Final Fantasy VII doing it as well. I, I, I like could, you said, like you said, I think it's between those two. I'll, I'll, I'll I do. Which Wasteland's uh, still a good game, guys. Just saying, that's not me shitting on it. I love it. Here we go with best action adventure game for the best action adventure game. Combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, 
Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I have played two of the games on this list. One I've played I... three. I know which three you play. Oh yeah, I, I know the three. Yeah, yeah. The two that I, the two that I played plus Valhalla, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this one's tough because there's a lot of good games in here. My pick personally went to to Fallen Order just because I think like Tsushima is in a bunch of other categories which I I voted for for sure. Um. I think Ori. I think uh, listen. I'm sure Ori is a is a fine game and anything, but I don't think it stands a chance in this category. I'm sorry, Ori. I don't either. Uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. I think. I don't know, man. I think it's too new of a game. I think the games that are like too new. But the same goes for Valhalla too for me. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't think it's gonna win just because it's think, too new. I think Valhalla is too new, so I think this one is probably gonna be a three-way race between last of us star wars and tsushima i personally voted for star wars because i just i love that game so much and i think that like the it for the description that it says here for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving i think fallen order had all three of that shit done really well and and then of course i love star wars so I, I, you know, I had to vote for that one. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I can make a pick here. It's hard. It's just, uh... Tsushima was really good, but I think that Fallen Order is the is the pick here for me. Um, in this yeah. category. Yeah. It, it would be between those two for me, for sure. Yeah, I just think that for this 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 particular one, fall in order. Anyway, best action game. For the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat, we have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Now, personally, I haven't played any of these games. However, I think this is a two-man race. I think this one is between Doom Eternal and Hades. I think Hades blows everything else out of the water. I think it absolutely shits all over Doom. It shits all over Half-Life, Neo, and Streets of Rage. I think it's going to be a blowout. If it's not a blowout, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be filing lawsuits and being like, stop the count, because boy, if Hades loses here, I would be surprised. That game is, oh, it's so good. But my opinion is biased because I love Hades. I also haven't played any of the others. <laughs> but I've watched people play them. That's the only basis I can give you. But Hades is so good. Yeah, I think it's between Hades and Doom Eternal. I don't think any of the other games stand a chance. Although Half-Life Alex might just because it's so... I don't know. Isn't that a VR game, though? Like It is. That's why, that's why I think it has got a shot, though, because it's one of those gimmicky deals. Yeah. But that's That's good. That's good with it. Yeah, I would be surprised, but I think Hades really is the game there. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think it's between Hades or Doom. So personally, that's my vote is Hades. Uh, with my super biased opinion. <laughs> innovation and accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding uh, features, uh, technology, and content to help 
gamers to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Um, so we have Assassin's. So this one is tough for me because I actually don't know what most of these games do for accessibility because I haven't played any of them. Yeah. So I can't really make a, a, a you know a um what's the word I can't really make like a a proper vote on this one because I like a very educated decision because you just just don't know I I just don't know I haven't played any of them like I have no idea what Valhalla does for accessibility it does the same thing that Legion does I think I think I'm gonna vote for grounded just because of like I said the whole we were talking about earlier with the spider stuff and like that's that's what it is is it lets you turn off certain parts that's gotta be the the thing because it tells people overcome that fear yeah so I I, I'm I'm voting for grounded for that because that's like the only one that I really know about I've heard of all the good things for about Last of Us Part Two in terms of accessibility. Um, they had a oh, lot yeah, of good options. Too, right? Actually, yeah. I, I, never mind. I did hear about that. They have like the whole thing for like, uh, like if, if you're like, what is it, if you're deaf or or, or some, you can play this. Or game. you have even really bad eyesight. I think there were or settings blind, they had for. Right? Yeah, if you're blind, you can play the game too, or something like that. I don't know the specifics of it, but I remember it being very heavily praised for this. So actually, I could see Last of Us Part Two winning this one. For that reason, I I think they are gonna win it. Um, yeah, out of I'm these, not, I don't know what Hyperdot or Le- or Watchdog Legion did for accessibility. Uh, I just don't know. All they, all I know of that they do is when you start up Legion or Valhalla, both of them did this. They uh, a voice prompt comes up and is like, "Would you like the accessibility?" Where it'll read, it'll read text for you, in this yeah. robotic sounding voice. I don't know what else they do, but I know that that's one thing that it does, and I just don't. If that's all it does, then I don't think that's enough. Uh, but I can't give you 100% because I'm just not educated on it. But I do think Last of Us is going to take it. Although I do like the grounded uh, phob- spider phobia mode. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I ended up voting for grounded, but I think Last of Us has this one for sure. Uh, best VR slash AR for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. So we have Dreams, Half-Life Alex, uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, or The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. So this one's weird for me because I haven't played this game in VR, but I voted for Squadrons because I love that game. Uh, however, I haven't played it in VR. But... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think. What do you think? Maybe Half Life Alex wins this. One? I, I I think Alex wins this one. Um, Probably. I could see that doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I I haven't heard any shit about. I haven't heard anything about Iron Man. Dreams is cool, but I, I don't even know. Best. I, even, eh. I haven't even heard of that Walking Dead game. So. Yeah. No. So really, it's between Squadron and Alex, and I think Dreams, Alex is going to ink it out. Dreams is a, a cool game that I've heard about as well, but I mean... And the biggest reason I think Alex is going to take it from Squadrons is just because it was built for VR, right? Yeah, yeah, I can, uh. see, I can see Alex winning this one. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I voted for Squadrons, but definitely... I, I, could, I could see Alex winning that one. Uh, Best community support. Recognizing the game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. So we have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, 
Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. I don't know who wins here, but... I have played every game on this list at least once. Um, but we're talking about community support here. And I think... Out of all the ones here, the most, like... The ones that I've seen on social media the most is fall, the Fall Guys people, but... Yeah. I don't I don't know, man. I... I I, if I had to guess, I'd say Fall Guys, but I I have no idea. I would I would guess Fall Guys, but I do have a lot of respect for No Man's Sky because they oh, yeah. stuck with that game for years. So. For sure, yeah. I mean, I I love that game. That game is fun as hell. Dude, I'm again, I'm probably gonna be playing more after stream, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I really enjoy that game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I, I voted for No Man's Sky, but I could see I honestly could see Fall Guys winning this one because their their community uh you know social media team and all that stuff is pretty great yeah all right um yeah moving on best mobile game for the best game playable on a mobile device to me there's one game on this list um but we're gonna name them all off we have among us call of duty mobile uh breath of the waifu Genshin impact uh legends of runeterra and pokemon cafe mix which i, which I didn't even know was a thing but uh I think Among Us has this one locked down. I think it's Breath of the Waifu, even though I hate it. Genshin Impact. Uh, I think it's gonna win, even though I hate it. I damn. I wouldn't vote for it, but I think it's gonna win. Yeah, man. I honestly thought. I just think that because of like how popular Among Us is, and like literally like anyone can can play the game on on your phone or whatever. Well, I guess all these games are like. You know, any anyone can play all these, but I don't know. I just, I think for me, the popularity of Among Us probably, but I, I don't know. Maybe, I just, I think I, really, I, think I just I don't know any of these games either on mobile. So yeah, I don't play I don't, mobile games. <laughs> I don't either, but uh, I don't, I don't know, man. You're probably right though. Probably Breath of the Waifu might win this one. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just, I just, for me, I was just thinking Among Us is such a popular game that I just, yeah. These other things could be. I've seen advertisements for the Legends of Rune tag. I don't know about it though. I guess we'll have to see, man. I thought it was Among Us, but you're 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 making me question this. So. I don't know. You're you're right though. That that fucking Genshin game is fucking super popular too, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens on that one. Uh, best indie game we have for outstanding creative and technical or achievement in a game made outside of the traditional publisher system. We have Carrion, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. So, between me, for me, it's between two. Fall Guys and Hades. Same. Reading reading the description of Best Indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside of a traditional publisher system, I honestly think it's Fall Guys. Uh, I want it really? to be Hades because I'm biased against Hades, but I, I think it. it's going to be Fall Guys. Here I was thinking you were about to say Hades. But uh, I, Fall Guys. I'm thinking Fall Guys here. I really wow. am. Don't get me wrong. That's not Hades is outstanding. It is, but when I read for outstanding creative and technical achievement, it's got to be Fall Guys. They've done something that that has really been popular, has thousands of people playing it. I honestly think it's Fall Guys here. I think they have the most creative of it. 
Uh, of those two. Now, that isn't to say Hades isn't creative or anything like that. It absolutely is, and you should try it. But I think Fall Guys is going to take this. Interesting. I'm trying to look at it unbiased. If I look at it biased, the bias says Hades. Take Hades every time you see him. Pick it every time. It's Hades. It's so good. But the, the, the part of me that's not, that is putting the bias away is like, it's got to be Fall Guys here, right? I'll follow, I'll follow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, again, I, so, I, sometimes you got to check your shit at the door, you know? <laughs> I, I think it's between those two, definitely. Fall Guys and it's Hades. definitely between them at the very least, yeah. Uh, best ongoing. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. We have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Again, I've played all these games at one point or another. I don't particularly play a lot of these anymore except for no man's sky and that's the one i voted for so there you go um, i think it's between destiny 2 and no man's sky but i want no man's sky to win because i'm bitter <laughs> I'm bitter about destiny at points so. <laughs> <laughs> and then also about the fortnite right you gotta hear that shit every morning or whatever oh my god i never thought i could hate fortnite anymore and i did and then i had to move up here with my nephew plays it all the time <laughs> <laughs> i've learned a new level of hatred oh man oh boy you will no pain. Anyway, yeah, I, I, No Man's Sky. I, I hope No Man's yeah. Sky. Yeah. Games for Impact. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. I haven't played uh, any of these. If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fair, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. I have not played any of these either, but I know that Tell Me Why is the one made by the was that one made by the same people that did life is strange i think i so. think so anyway that's the one i've heard the most about so i don't know I, i'm guessing if i had to guess i think it would be tell me why but i have i heard it wasn't that good but i don't know i don't know man but, but the others i haven't heard about at all so yeah I've heard other than i've seen spirit fair but that's about it i don't know what any of the other three are it's kind of unfortunate that i haven't heard by any of these but i just I just don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. Well, for a lot of them, a lot of games like this are just little small indie games, right? Doing like an experiment. Yeah. It's not like, uh, other than like the Tell Me Why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, if I had to guess, I'd go with Tell Me Why. But Zeke may have played some of these. Best performance. Moving on to best performance. Awarded to an individual for voiceover acting motion and or performance capture we have ashley johnson as ellie from the last of us part two laura bailey as abby from the last of us part two daisuke suji as jin sakai from ghost of tsushima logan cunningham as hades and in hades and naji jeter as uh miles morales in spider-man or miles morales um i'm i'm i i've only played the one game on this list and to me he was pretty damn good as his character so i voted for daisuke suji as uh jin sakai from uh, ghost tsushima um i haven't I, voted yet i think I, I i could i could honestly probably see this going to uh one of the last of us people mm-hmm or Bailey or Ashley Johnson, but they're great, great performers. To be fair, they're they're yeah. amazing. Yeah, 
I just I haven't played that game though, and I don't really have any interest to play it. Which you know is a little unfair in saying that. Oh, I don't. They shouldn't. I'm not saying they shouldn't win. I'm just saying I don't know about the performance in that game, so I went with Jin Sakai. You know, um, I, went, I went with Daisuke, but I'm sure their I'm sure their performance is is fine. You know, I'm sure it's great. Yeah. That game. Um, between for me, it's between Jin Sakai and Logan Cunningham as Hades because Hades is great in um. So I haven't voted yet. This is a hard vote for me. Honestly, I could see I could see any four. The last like yeah, Ashley Johnson, Laura Bailey, uh Daisuke Suji, as you said, and Logan Cunningham. I think Miles Morales is too new. No offense to to, yeah, to yeah. them. Um uh and I think it's just up against some of the the end of generation just greatest. Like you're against The Last of Us Part Two, regardless of whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Um, uh, same. Ghost of Tsushima was everything. Everything that was was great about PS4 wrapped into a beautiful bow at the end, and and the voice acting, all of the voice acting in Hades is amazing. So I'm surprised that it's just him nominated. I guess they only had could only pick like one, uh, but he is great. So I. It's really between me personally, and it's it's because I played the two games, which is Hades and, and Ghost of Tsushima. It's between those two, and they're both just so good. It's really hard to make a pick for me. That's fair. I'm mean, like for me, like I've only played the one, so I'm I'm going with yeah. Daisuke. But uh, yeah, he he was he was really good. I I enjoyed his portrayal of the character. Um, and like hearing him, like because I've been to his streams, like he he streams on on Twitch and stuff, and. He, he like his normal voice is so different from the from the fucking Jin voice. That I'm is just it? like, wow, dude. Like this is like how is this is this the same dude? Um, but yeah, he fucking he killed it as Jin, dude. So I I, I had to go with Daisuke, man. He's he's great. It's very subtle, but he makes you feel emotions. That's for sure, especially at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design, we have Doom Eternal. Half-Life Alex, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, and The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I've only played Tsushima, so I can only really vouch for that one. And let me tell you, the audio design in that game is fan-fucking-tastic. Josh will tell you the same thing. From the wind, from the birds chirping to give you a clue from everything, I think Ghost of Tsushima wins here. I think Doom Eternal's got a shot, though. Uh, I think after uh, having watched it, I think uh, Ghost of Tsushima for sure. Um, I've heard good things about the audio in Last of Us Part Two as well, but I haven't played it, so I, again, I can't can't speak on that. Uh, but I hear that's good as well, so I could see that being up there as well. But yeah, I have to go with Ghost of Tsushima for sure. That's my pick. Uh, best score in music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and our licensed soundtrack. Everything on this list is amazing, by the way. <laughs> Everything on every game on here, yeah, regardless if I played it or not, I've listened to the music. It is all great. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. I haven't played any of these, but if I had to take a gander or a guess or a pick about which one is going to win this one, I would say Final Fantasy VII Remake is probably going to win this one. I think but- it's probably going to win. But like you said, these are all great options, music-wise. 
I think Hades has got a shot, a strong shot. The music in it's great. Uh, and The Last of Us could win as well. Like, I mean, just every single game on here has really great music. Even Ori, man, like it's it's all got great music. So I I think Final Fantasy is going to win. I think any of them have a shot, though. I don't think if any of the if any of the others won, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it wouldn't be like no, like it wouldn't be like that because everything on this on right here is good. It's great. Like I've it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are good options for music. Um, let's see, best art direction. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and the last was Part Two. Again, we have a lot of the same games in the same, and you know, in similar categories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, again, for me, this this one goes to Ghost of Tsushima because the art in this game, Chef's Kiss, dude, fucking fan. This is a this is a beautiful fucking game. It is. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. For I have never, ever, ever in any other game ever used the fucking photo mode more than I have in Ghost of Tsushima. That game is fucking gorgeous, man. I would. I could, there would be times where I was streaming the game, and I wanted to just pause and take pictures of things because of how fucking beautiful that thing is. And then, like, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I would take like sets of pictures, dude. Just. That game is so cool, man. And then, and then also like the the photo mode in that is is pretty pretty great. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, just the the art design, the way the way this game is. I mean, just like uh, even like when you when I when I got the game, I I forget if it was part of the pre order or if I got like the the steelbook edition or whatever. But it came with like the digital like art book or something like that or. I forget what it was, but just look, even looking at that, man, I'm like, this is just, this is just awesome, man. Like I, I just love the, the, the lengths that they went to make this game look fucking fantastic, man. And I just, to me, it's, yeah, dude, to be, again, to be fair, I haven't played any of the other games on this list. I'm sure some of these other ones are, are very beautiful looking as well, but the only one I can vouch for is Tsushima, so that's... I think I think Tsushima wins, but I think it's between Tsushima, Hades, and Ori and the Wild of Wisps. And before people are like, but Josh, The Last of Us Part Two, I've tuned into enough streams to tell you that game is dark a lot of the time. Like, uh, no offense, but <laughs> there's not a lot of color to it from what I've seen. And the others have a lot of color to them, and I think that adds a lot to their art direction, so... I think Tsushima wins. I think it's between Hades, Ori, and and Tsushima, and really any of those three could win, and it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but I think Tsushima really took it to the next level with a lot of their art. So beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and best, and Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy. So yeah, best narrative for outstanding storytelling, narrative development in the game. Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. Again, I'm just gonna reiterate what I said about the last category. I have to go for Ghost of Tsushima because it's the only one I've played, and I really fucking love the story. To me, Ghost of Tsushima is one of those all-time great games that I could go back to, like for the re- at any point for the rest of my life and replay and be like, I fucking love this game. It's mm-hmm. it's Red Dead Two. It's it's like. This game is more than a game. It's like one of those like 
experiences that you have every once in a while. Like the last time I had before this game, the last time I had that was I think with Red Dead Two. Like just one of those games where like you want to become the samurai or you want to become the cowboy or you know you, you know you know what I mean. Like it's 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 more than a game. The story is that good that you just you get so sucked and pulled into it that it's mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic. So I, I I really love the story. It there was there was a lot of moments in the game where they make you uh, feel things that are, uh, you know, all, all kinds of emotions. And it's, it's, it's awesome, man. I, I fucking, I fucking love this game. Uh, yeah, I think it's Tsushima too. Um, but you have to understand, I've only played Tsushima and, and Hades on this list either. So, um, yeah. and Hades story is good. Uh, but I think, uh, Tsushima is just, you know, it's, it's, it's top tier. Absolutely. It really is. It is top fucking tier, man. All right. Next up, we have Best Game Direction. Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. I'm not going to go on a whole spiel about what I think, because obviously by this point, you guys know that Ghost of Tsushima is my pick. So I'll leave it at that. Anything to add on to that, Josh? I think... What's your, what's yours? I... Uh... I actually think this is between Hades and Half-Life Alex. Mm. Um just reading like for outstanding creative vision and innovation. Yeah. Uh it's it's one of those two uh for me. Hades um and uh, Half-Life is uh, yeah, I I love Tsushima, don't get me wrong. I just mm. don't know if it if fits the criteria for the for me for the creative vision and innovation part. Um I think I think it takes a lot of the great stuff from previous PS4 games and throws them all in one big smorgasbord of everything that's great about PS4. Right? We've said that multiple times. Mm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I I think he could win. Honestly, I do. Uh, but for, I think Hades or Half Life, Alex, probably Alex. If you want to know the truth, uh, I I just don't know a whole lot about Alex to to be to know what you know. I mean, I've just watched people play it. Um, and then we're at we're at the big one. We're at game of the year, man. Yeah, recognizing a game that delivers the best experience across all creative and technical fields, and to me, that is 100% Ghost of Tsushima. But I'll name off all the options: Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, like I said, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part Two. Those are your six options for game of the year. Um. Yeah, I'm going with Ghost of Tsushima because that is 100% my game of the year. Um, but I don't know. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if like fucking Animal Crossing wins or something. Yeah. Any and just about any game on this list. No offense to Doom. I don't think you're gonna. I don't think Doom's gonna win game of the year. But just about any other game on this list could definitely. Yeah. Take it. Even Hades could. But I I honestly my vote would be for Tsushima. Hades is my second game of the year if i had a number two that would be it and then it'd be animal crossing right but i think any of those minus doom can win like they really really can i really wish i'd played final fantasy by now so i could talk so i could like speak on behalf of that game too i had it i had it ordered guys i had it ordered ordered to play it and the fucking amazon lost it i still don't have it they gave me a refund even it's still on my amazon page saying hey it's on its way but we're sorry it's late kind of deal so fuck yeah 
Yeah, th- that game looks fun, man. I just haven't haven't gone to it yet. But anyway, that's our 2020 nominees for the Game Awards. There you go. And and you guys all got our thoughts on it. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I need to play more games. Is, is what I need is what I need to do. But anyway, uh, it's it's uh, hard. It's hard to find time to play a lot of them. So yeah. But anyway, that went o- that went over for a while. Uh, um, let us know your picks too, guys. So hop in the Discord, post them, post them in the Clockwork Cantina. Tweet or put chat or tweet, yeah. Any anywhere that we can get that information, I'd love to know your picks. What you guys think? Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. I tried really hard to be not biased in it with Hades and Tsushima because I just I absolutely love both those games. I <laughs> uh, but for some of it, I can only be like, "This is the only one I play, and that's what I'm voting for." So yeah, I mean that, that was that was me for the most part. I'm like, I I could see like in some categories, I'm like, all right, I could see this winning or that winning, but. And the ones where like Tsushima was like the big one, I'm like, that's the only one I played, man. I I honestly think, and my biggest reason I want Tsushima to win is like, it took everything from that previous generation of PS4. I mean everything, anything that was good about that generation, it took it, wrapped it all together, and put it in this great narrative, story, characters, music, and art, and put a nice little bow on it. And it's like, this is how we're gonna end PS4. It was this. This is the was, game. It was the perfect end to the generation, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. It was everything you could have achieved for that turned onto the max. So, Sucker Punch blew it out of the park with that game. That's why I think it deserves Game of the Year the most. Like it just took everything great. But anything on that list besides Doom, I'm not shitting on Doom when I say this. I just don't think it stands a chance against any of these other things. Um, could really win it, and I would. I wouldn't even be mad really because they're all great. If Doom wins and beats all those other guys, though, I'm gonna be pissed. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we have to worry about that. I don't think. I don't think I'm gonna be like, recount, recount, recount. I don't think there's enough people who like that game more than some of those other ones. Uh. But anyway, we can move on to TV news. If, if, if that's all. That was that took longer than I thought. But you know what? I liked it. It was a good discussion. I really did. It was. It was cool. Yeah. Let's hit it. All right, I'm gonna try to go through these a little, a little quicker. Um, so Leslie Headland's female-led Star Wars series will be a martial arts thriller. Hell yeah, I'm um, oh, in. Show me some Terakazi. Yeah, back in April, it was reported that Leslie Headland, uh, who uh, was one of the people behind the Netflix show Russian Doll, um, was set to write and act as showrunner on a female-centric Star Wars series for Disney Plus. And now we know that it's uh, believed to be a female-driven action thriller with martial arts elements and set in an alternate timeline from the Star Wars universe. Um, this is very, uh, <clears throat> very interesting because the way that Deadline uses the word alternate uh, timeline is very... Um, very interesting. I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know if they mean like say in the different part of the universe that's not connected to the movies or if they mean like because when you use alternate timeline I think of like legends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or stuff like that. So I, I hope that's not what they mean but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll... I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means in Star Wars. It's a very interesting use of the word. 
I if I had to guess, I would say it's just it's not like it's not set in the movie timeline. Like it's set like somewhere like years into the future or years into the past. You know what I mean? I mean, if maybe I, if I had to guess, that's that's what that's what I think they mean by that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm for it. You know, very exciting stuff. I, I'm, I'm I want to know more about what Star Wars is doing. So that's some news. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on. There's gonna be a Christmas theme creep show holiday special coming to Shutter. <laughs> really? That's yeah. really funny, actually. Uh, we recently rewatched the uh, the movie in October, so and that's why I think it's so funny that we make shit happen even unintentionally. Just go, saying. Man. A creep show holiday special premieres on December 18th on Shutter, <clears throat> which I, I believe they already have like a TV show on Shutter, like they have a TV series. On there already, um, which really? is pretty cool. That's I'm not gonna say Daniel and I are magic, but Daniel and I are magic guys. Okay. They will do a proper return for second season in 2021, but yeah, holiday special on the 18th of next month. So that's pretty cool. We're responsible for that show, even though it was on before we watched the movies. <laughs> yeah. We're responsible for it. Shutter, we're start cut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Umbrella Academy has been renewed for season three at Netflix. I mean, I figured. Yeah, that was gonna happen. This is one of those like common sense ones, especially the way that season two ended. No spoilers, but the way season two ended, you're like, they have to, they're they're, they're continuing this. I do hope they they make some of the characters uh, more. But, uh, yeah, I like the show. Make me more invested in them. I like the show <laughs> a lot, so I'm really. I'll be looking forward to watching season three when that comes out next mm -hmm. uh, next year. I I assume. Uh, <clears throat> The third season is going to consist of 10 hour-long episodes and set to begin production in February 2021 in Toronto, Canada. So that's cool. Oh, Here's something for you. Darkwing Duck reboot in the works at Disney+. Plus. Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Where's my gargoyles? I mean, hey, dude, at the rate that they're going, they're, they'll probably will do it eventually. Um... But yeah, so they're they've they've had Darkwing Duck make appearances in the uh, the new the Ducktales uh, reboot that that you know started a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and I think the Ducktales show is pretty good. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not caught up on it, like I need to catch up, but I think it's pretty good. So I'm um based off of that, I think they're gonna do a good job with Darkwing Duck. Um. So yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool, and I like that it's on Disney Plus and not on like fucking disney xd or one of the other you know <laughs> you know network channels fucking network channels get out of here yeah um the batman hbo max spinoff series loses its showrunner terrence winter mm -hmm. uh so you know that the batman movie with uh matt reeves and the you know mm -hmm. uh, robert pattinson as batman mm -hmm. They do. They were doing a spinoff show, which we've talked about, and that one <clears throat> has now apparently lost their showrunner. Um, I believe it was because creative differences. They just yeah, I believe that's what I heard. Yeah, they they just you know were not on the same page um, <clears throat> with what they wanted to do. Uh, what do we have here? Well. Matt Reeves said, this is an amazing opportunity not only to, just, this, this is him talking about the show, by the way. Um, <clears throat> he says, 
This is an amazing opportunity not only to expand the vision of the world I am I am creating in the film, but to explore it in a kind of depth and detail that only a long form format can afford. Um so yeah. We'll see what happens. They they, they have HBO Max has a lot of like spin-off shows based off their movies that they're doing. Like they're doing the spin the Suicide Squad show as well and they're they're doing the Gotham PD or whatever you know whatever the hell they're they're doing now with this. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, moving on. Uh, Stranger Things, Stranger Things four is adding fucking Robert England and Fuck yeah. uh, and fucking what's his name Dario Naharis from fucking uh, Game of Thrones. <clears throat> They, they recently like over the over the uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before they um put out some tweets about new cast members and yeah dude they're adding fucking Robert England dude the homie Freddy Krueger and oh, your boy Freddy yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting dude I, I'm 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 excited like like I was excited when they added fucking our boy Samwise Gamgee uh, to season what was it two or yeah it was two right yeah I think so. Anyway, but um, <clears throat> yeah, man, that's really really cool. It's exciting. Absolutely. Um, I think the let me see. I'm pretty sure that they put out. They had like character descriptions of mm-hmm. who they were of who they were gonna be playing. Um, like for oh. for example, <clears throat> for um, Robert England, it says his name is Vic. Robert England, a.k.a. Victor Creel, is a disturbed and intimidating man who is imprisoned in the psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s. Well, that's right up his alley. <laughs> right? I was like, dude, if there's anyone perfect enough for that, I mean, Jesus, come on now. Um, And then they have other cast members here, which I'm not familiar with, so we're not going to really get too into these guys, but um, <clears throat> what's his name from Game of Thrones? Tom, uh, man, I'm. I don't man, he's got a last name that's difficult, huh? I was gonna say I don't even know. I don't even know if I want to pronounce his last name. <clears throat> well, Sacha, Chacha, Wasicha, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Wasicha, aka Dimitri, is a smart. And charming prison guard, but can he a Russian prison guard? But can he be trusted? Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, I uh, interesting, very very interesting. I, I I like those two additions to the cast. So we'll see what the what we have in store. I, I'm I'm very excited for for Stranger Things four. I love Stranger Things three. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great season. I think it's up there with season one in terms of my favorite. Um, but yeah, looking forward to what they got in store for us. Uh, next up, The Last of Us adaptation has been ordered as a series at HBO. Uh, it's been greenlit. We we've mentioned in the past how they were working on this. Uh, and Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin is attached to uh, write and executive produce alongside with Neil Druckmann. Um. <clears throat> And uh, you know they're obviously in development with PlayStation Productions and Naughty Dog and and all that all, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I I feel like we've talked about this in the past, so this is just kind of more of a uh, 
you know, we kind of have. Oh, we, we, we knew it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah we, we had a com- we had, we have a confirmation now, I suppose. But it's yeah, yeah. It's a thing that is going to be happening. I don't know if they're going to do like. My question is: Are they going to like <clears throat> basically just retell the first game in the in the show, or like what, what what's the kind of thing they're going to be doing? Because I have I don't know. I don't know. I could see him doing that. I could see him doing just about anything, really. And like, I'd be curious to see who they, if they do do that. If they do the first game, I'd be curious who they're going to cast for uh, Joel and Ellie. You know. I don't know, but for the love of God, don't Walking Dead this to death. <laughs> Look, man. The last thing I have on here for TV news is that Black Lightning is set to end uh, after four seasons at the CW. I, I heard this was came as a surprise because they were talking about a spinoff or something at one point for a character earlier in the weeks. Uh, I honestly I don't even know what the hell's going on with the CW shows anymore, dude. I kind of stopped watching them. Um, yeah, I retired after Arrow. I stopped watching them, and they like canceled. They're 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 doing one final season of Supergirl. They're ending this show. They ended Arrow last year. They're like, I don't I don't even know, man. They recently got like Swamp Thing and Star Girl too, and they're doing like Wonder Girl now as well. Which I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little uh, <clears throat> I'm a little happy for Wonder Girl because that's that's gonna be like a. You know, more representation for 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 the people out there, but um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I I just I'm these CW shows. I used to be a lot more into them, but I'm just not as much. Into there are a lot of them are ending now. Supernatural ended. Yeah. Um, you know, Arrow's over with. This will be ending. I don't know how many how many more legs Flash has. Uh. Yeah. Man, the one the one that was my favorite was Legends, but I don't I I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Le- Legends was just fun. <clears throat> that one was really fun. Uh, but yeah, Legends or Legends, Black Lightning after four seasons. I think this upcoming season is its fourth one, so this will be the last one for this one. It'll be the last one for Supergirl, and uh, yeah, here we go, man. It's the uh, end of an era, but not because yeah. they're gonna continue doing so. So that's it for TV news. That's all I got. Uh, to that's it for the TV news. Yeah, let's move on. Let's hit that movie news. All right. First up, we have Mads Mikkelsen in talks to replace Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts because, you know, the whole – that whole thing is crazy with uh, – Yeah, yeah. Lord. I think we talked about it last time. Like, I didn't really want to talk too much about the whole Johnny Depp and uh, – I'm just not super educated on the whole thing. Heard thing. Yeah, because it's – exactly. I didn't, I didn't want to be irresponsible with my words when I have no fucking clue what's going on. Exactly. But uh, but all I know is that Johnny Depp is no longer on the on Fantastic Beasts and Amber Heard is still with uh, Aquaman. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But anyway – Oh uh, yeah, Mads, your boy Mads Mikkelsen, King Maximilian himself, is uh, is in talks to replace Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. Um, which again, I I mentioned this last time also, but I'm not really, I don't really care about the Fantastic Beasts movies personally. I watched the first one, I thought it was boring, and then I never watched the second one. But um, I mean, if anytime you add Mads Mikkelsen, you're you're getting talent, so. That's true. He's a very that's talented a, actor. Yeah, if you if you're getting anyone as a replacement, that's a it's a good it's a good replacement right there. 
Um, I mean, that's why he's that's why I cast him in as King Maximilian. Man, he's just great. You know, he's easy yeah. to work with. He doesn't mouth off to me. I'm I'm waiting to see who else you cast in Frozen Decimation, man. He can he can play a corpse with the best. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think who was the last person you cast. Was it the Dandy? Like how long ago was? The, that? I think it was the Dandy, and that was like two years that was ago. Forever ago, dude. Yeah, you, you haven't cast anybody anymore, man. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, Scorpion King reboot in the works from Dwayne Johnson. And Danny Garcia's Seven Bucks Productions and Universal, straight out of Compton scribe Jonathan Herman penning script. This is from Deadline. Uh, your boy, your boy Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man, he's doing this. He's he's very passionate about it, from what I from what I understand, because it was like his big break, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that he's like he he's a big. I think he's the big push behind getting this rebooted. If I'm not mistaken, seems to be anyway. He's involved in it. Yeah. He's this is what this is what Dwayne The Rock Johnson says. He says, The Scorpion King was my very first role ever on the silver screen, and I'm honored and excited to reimagine and deliver this cool mythology to a whole new generation. I wouldn't have had the career I'm lucky enough to have had it not been for the Scorpion King, and I'm thrilled that we at Seven Bucks Productions can help create those same opportunities for other hardworking actors today. I believe Jonathan Herman will put in Put in the hard work to deliver a fantastic script for a global audience. So there you go, man. Yeah, I think he does. Uh, he probably does a little cameo, but I think that's yeah. about all he's gonna be in. Loki in the chat's like they better have a Brendan Fraser cameo. <laughs> man, Brendan Fraser wasn't in the Scorpion King movie. <laughs> I, I think just because he was like. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh. I know that the, they made the original movie and then they made like spit like like a second that, one. Didn't they? Five thousand sequels slash spinoffs that are all which, garbage. Which I don't know why they did that, but anyway, they're 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 doing a reboot, so hopefully that'll be better than all that other stuff that they. Yeah, hey, let's hope. I bet the Rock probably owns all of those on Blu-ray and just like this is just awful. These sequels are terrible. Let's reboot it. <laughs> Um, let's see. We have the third Quiet Place film. Uh, is gonna have Jeff Nichols as a writer, uh, and director. Uh, so the Quiet Place universe is expanding. Uh, he Jonathan or Jeff Nichols, my bad. Jeff Nichols has been tapped to write and direct a third film on the franchise based on an original idea from John Kaczynski. The new installment will be released in 2022. Uh, details of the story are being kept under wraps. Uh, I didn't even know that they were planning on doing like a. Th- I don't even. I don't even think this is like a part three. I think this is just like a spinoff in the in the Quiet Place universe. Mm. Could be mistaken. Could be mistaken. But I think it is. I think it is like a spinoff in in the universe. I haven't watched any of them. Dude, the first one is really good. I don't. Th- the second one isn't even out yet. I don't think. They. Oh. Uh, <laughs> They, they were supposed to come out this year, but then, you know, the world ended. So uh, they pushed it back to April 23rd of 2021. Um, so the first one is really good. I would definitely recommend checking that one out. That one sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what they uh, what they have for an idea for the for the third one, even though we haven't seen the second one yet. But uh, yeah, that's cool. 
Definitely recommend watching the first one though, if, if anybody hasn't seen it. I need to. Uh, John M. Chu is in talks to direct the live-action Lilo and Stitch movie for Disney. Uh, Crazy Rich Crazy Rich Asians director John M. Chu is in talks to direct Disney's live-action adaptation of the 2002 animated hit movie Lilo and Stitch. Uh, Dan Lin and Jonathan Irick of Rideback are producing. Uh, yeah, um, we we've known for a while now that they were wanting to do uh live action version of this i'm very curious how this one's gonna work in live action because i mean i think with i think with the cg and stuff is gonna or it's gonna make stitch look pretty good <laughs> especially nowadays i think they could do a pretty good job just uh, uh just put a, put a dog in a suit let's do it <laughs> they could just, i mean shit, they could do what they did with the uh, with fucking yodi from uh mandalorian dude make him like half puppet and half cg man just make him run around and shit <laughs> Nah, I mean they'll probably end up doing them all CG, honestly though. But it'd probably make more sense for that guy. I love Lilo and Stitch. Uh, yeah, Lilo Stitch is good stuff. I actually rewatched it like several months back at this point. Like sometime during the summer, I think I rewatched it, and it was cool, man. I like, I, I do enjoy Lilo and Stitch. It's good and movie. I'm fine with the live action remakes as long as they're good. Same, yeah, of course. Because I still have the original, you know, animated. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you'll, you'll there, there will always be the originals. You know what I mean? Um. I just don't want them to yeah. poop all over their franchise that I love. I, I still need to watch some of these other live action ones like Lion King and stuff like that, but I saw Mulan and I've seen Aladdin and some of these other ones, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, well hopefully this one's going to be good, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, in other news, Chris Pratt is set to reprise his Star-Lord role in Thor Love and Thunder. I saw so this. I, I think it was kind of rumored, though, that the Guardians would be in... Uh, in Thor, Love and Thunder. So, I mean, that makes sense that he's going to come back as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I love Thor Ragnarok, so I'm very excited for Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, very curious about what they're going to do with that story-wise, especially after Endgame. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, in general, I'm just very curious about what the hell they're doing after Endgame. Because we have, this is the f- first year since 2009 and what i mean by this year i mean 2020 is the first year since 2009 that we haven't had anything marvel which is kind of sad actually but um i was looking forward to like you know wandavision and uh falcon winter soldier and black widow and all that stuff man but we didn't, we didn't get any of it it's been a very empty marvelous marvelous yeah. year <laughs> it's a not a marvelous year, but it's a marvel less less year. year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. It's cool that Star Lord's going to be in it, and I'm sure the other Guardians are as well. Like I said, um, but yeah, it's cool stuff. Good, good news. Uh, Sylvester Stallone has joined the Suicide Squad cast as director James Gunn. Uh, he put out a uh, a Instagram post uh, where it was him and. Uh, in a Stallone himself where he says always love working with my friend official Sylvester Stallone and our work today on Suicide Squad was no exception despite Sly being an iconic movie star most people still don't have any idea what an amazing actor this this guy is James Gunn is one of those dudes to me that he he will if you're his friend he'll he he got you man he'll hook you up bro <laughs> he puts Michael Rooker in fucking everything he's in he puts his brother in fucking everything he's in. 
and now like so it seems like Sylvester Stallone is being put in everything he, he does too because like like he put him in Guardians he put him in this like dude must be nice to be James Gunn's friend right he puts you I want to hear I thought I heard he's just doing a voice or something Probably is that what he's doing I I don't know I don't think it says here but uh, he's in the movie now apparently. He does. He portrays some character, but I don't know who or or what, or if it's voice acting or just acting. I don't know. We'll see. We're gonna know immediately who it is. Like, <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I heard. I I doubt this is true at all. So take it for a grain of salt when I say this. Somebody said he's gonna be the voice of King Shark. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, this is here, Susan. I'm the King Shark. Anyway, speaking of DC news, uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is set to debut both on HBO Max and in theaters on uh, December 25th, aka obviously Christmas. Um, so it's it's coming on. It's coming to both. Are you scared? Uh, so HBO Max. And also in theaters, and then internationally, where HBO Max is not available, Wonder Woman 1984 will debut in cinemas one week earlier on December 16th. Uh, the film will stream on HBO Max for a month at no additional cost to subscribers. Um, I think this is pretty cool, man. I'll be watching it at home because I love my loved ones and I don't want them to die, America. Yes. We'll, we'll definitely be. What we're going to do is I think we're going to watch this movie and then we'll have an episode on it to talk about it. Um, sometime in December. Or actually, wait, it comes out on the 25th, right? It comes out on Christmas Day. That means we'll probably we'll probably do an episode on it. Oh, the, maybe maybe the 26th, the day after that. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if I can make time on Christmas Day to watch it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, actually, that's the that's is, the thing that sucks. Is like it's, it, is, it, it drops is, that it day. It is the holidays. You dropped it right on the holiday. Well, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, it will get watched. It will get discussed. We'll see. I promise we'll, you that we'll, much. If 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 not on the if we don't talk about it on the twenty sixth, we'll probably talk about it on the second of January. Yeah. One of those. Keep, keep your we'll we'll try to make it happen. Though. We'll let you know. We'll, we'll 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 for sure watch it though. But um, but yeah, uh, it it'll, it'll be it'll be one of those. Um uh moving on. Um we have Deadpool 3 uh is now in uh in the works as well. Um Ryan Reynolds um is obviously uh coming back um because why wouldn't he? He is Deadpool. Uh but they have their uh, their writers on this movie, who I I'm gonna try to pronounce his last name, but it's the Mo- Molly New sisters, I think. Uh, Wendy Molly and Lisa Molly uh Loglin uh, are set to write Deadpool three. Uh, writer meetings have been taking place over the past month where, where Ryan Reynolds recently had a meeting with a handful of writers to hear their pitches uh, and he saw the sisters take as the perfect fit for what they wanted 
Uh, the film remains in early development, uh, but the hiring of the Molly No sisters does mark the first major step in getting the getting the next Deadpool film into production. Yeah. Uh, this marks the first Deadpool film where Marvel Studios will work hand in hand with Reynolds and, and the team Deadpool. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna have uh, you know Kevin Feige's involvement now, I suppose, right? With uh, with Marvel Studios being uh, you know involved in it now. I reckon so. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, I I really I really like Deadpool one. Deadpool two was not my favorite. I think that one's a little uh what's what's the word i i well i enjoyed it less than the first one i didn't like it as much as the first one so i'm hoping that deadpool 3 is um yeah as good if not hopefully better than the first one so that that's what i'm hoping for but i don't know we'll see i i, I didn't really like the second one that i much. didn't like two as much either no um but ho- hoping for good things as always um moving on uh we have predator they're making another predator movie they're <laughs> returning with 10 cloverfield lane helmer dan trachenberg at 20th century studios uh 20th century studios is engaged to, to is engaged 10 cloverfield lane uh director dan trachenberg to direct the fifth installment of the predator series the script is being written by patrick ason whose producer credits include the Kingdom or include Kingdom, Jack Ryan and uh, Treadstone. They're keeping the plotline under wraps at the moment, but I'm told it won't swing back to development in the most recent film. Uh, Fox made its last entry in the 2018 thriller The Predator. Um, did you end up watching The Predator, the last one that came out? No, I never did. Okay. I I liked parts of it, but there are other parts of it that I was like, huh? And the ending was was just it was just fucking dumb, dude. I was like, what the hell is this ending? I liked like the action sequences and stuff, but like the ending of this movie is like, what are you guys doing? So I don't know what the hell they're gonna do for the new movie. But I don't know, man. I I, I just is it too much to ask for a predator movie that's like the first one? <laughs> You, I just want, you could literally make that exact same movie and it'd be great. <laughs> I just want them to go back to something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop trying to be all extra with these damn Predator movies. Just listen, I'm not saying it's an easy task to go back and like redo something like the first one because I mean, you've already done it. And I think the first Predator movie was done very well. That movie is fantastic. And it's hard to, it, it, I'm sure it's probably hard to replicate that, but like, just go for like the feel of that. You know what I mean? Like, don't copy the movie, but like, go for the feel of that, of what they were doing. Go for the vibe and the feel of what they were doing in that movie, man. Like, I'm just, I don't understand why they like keep having to be so extra with these damn movies, man. I, like they also overload you with characters in some of the newer ones too. It's yeah, like here's man. here's five hundred people. They're all gonna be dead by the end of this movie. I I just I don't understand, man. I don't understand why why they do this. But anyway, I just that's that's what I want. If anybody out, if Twenty Century Fox or or, or Twenty Century Fox, Twenty Century Studios, if you're listening, please, 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 put the rock in it. 
Let's watch The Rock fight the Predator. He'd be like the Arnold. And you just build a cast around him, throw him in a jungle somewhere, boom. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't even need to be a jungle. It could just be like, I don't know. Anywhere. A, a, another environment that we haven't seen the Predator in, you know what I mean? Like Throw like, him in a desert somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> desert would be pretty interesting or like a fucking make it like make it like the thing, dude, but with the Predator, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So, something different, but um, that's what I'm hoping for. Anyway. I'd watch The Rock fight the Predator. I don't know about y'all, but I would. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I I don't know how I feel about that. I need to. I I wish I knew what what kind of story they were going with, but <laughs> that's the thing. It's like we're remaking the Predator. Oh great, the five hundredth time. Oh, yeah. you guys have tried it so much and left me so disappointed. But anyway, I, to end the movie news, we have two trailers here. Oh, let's watch them uh, here. One is for Chaos Walking, which I don't even know if you know about this movie, but I had heard about this movie forever ago. Because it it has Daisy Ridley, Tom Holland, and Matt Mickelson in it, and uh, let's just check it out. I got it. Oh, oh, I got a spaceship coming in for re-entry here on this on Earth. I assume looks like Earth. I would recommend listening to this with audio if if you all can, because obviously we're not playing it with audio. But I recommend listening to it with audio because there's some, you know, they tell you about what's going on in this world i believe this movie is based off of a book or a novel rather i I, i'm not sure but i like the cast i don't really know too much about you know what's going on here but i like the cast yeah i don't i don't i don't know shit about this yeah i mean i don't really really but i mean it looks intriguing at least Hmm. They're dead. Bum, bum, bum. This one doesn't have clothes. This one doesn't have captions either. Huh? No, I don't. That sucks. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I would, I would, I would watch it with, uh, with sound if, when, when you, when you can, for sure. I, I have sound on. I just have it where the stream won't get oh, okay, it. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So I kind of know what the deal is. Uh, I still had it from when I watched uh when I watched Cyberpunk. I had sound up. Got you. Um, Mads Mikkelsen looks pretty cool in this. Yeah, it seems it seems interesting. I don't know. I mean, at the very least, it's kind of intriguing. Like I don't really know what that was going on, other no. than what they tell us here. But. Mads Mikkelsen in that big fur coat looks pretty dope. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is baller, dude. I mean, come on. And again, I like the cast. Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley. We already mentioned Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know what the hell that thing at the end there is, though. I have no clue. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, We'll see. We'll see. This movie is either, is either going to be really crappy or, <laughs> or good <laughs> or or decent, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. Anyway, uh, the cast is killer. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Anything no, else? No, I was just saying the cast is pretty cool. No, that's it. 
Okay, so I haven't seen this trailer for Tom and Jerry. I was surprised they're even making a movie about this. So, yeah, let's have a look. See here. Let's see what we have. <laughs> for you youngins, Tom and Jerry was a really old cartoon that uh, they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> what is going on here already? What's this? Is like, I don't know if I like the way they look. I don't know if I do either. It's weird. And then it's like live action, dude? I don't know. What the hell is this? What? It's... It's... Oh. It's got him in it. What the fuck? Um, this, this it's got Michael terrible, Pena in it. Dude. This is bad, dude. <laughs> no, it doesn't I'm look sorry. very good at all. I'm sorry. This looks, this looks... This reminds me of the Smurfs, bro. Like... Oh my god. This looks so bad, dude. I, this is for the kids. This is, yeah. This is not what I expected when they were talking about a Tom and Jerry movie. I thought it was going to be all animated. Not this weird. What the fuck is this? This is some weird live action. What is, uh, what is that? Okay, this movie's not for me. I'm out. Nope. 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 We're going to watch the whole thing through here, though, because I'm committed. We are. We are, but I, I, they lost me already. We're gonna we're gonna Garfield this apparently. Oh god, this is painful to watch, dude. Who thought this was a good idea? Nice Batman reference. Friends, don't watch this movie. If you want to watch Tom and Jerry, Watch oh. Tom and Jerry. Look, even Baby's upset about this. Oh my god, that looks atrocious, dude. Holy shit. That looks fucking awful, dude. Oh, man. Oh, bro. I'm not watching that. Not for me. Anyway, that that, for me. that brings us to a close uh, to our movie news. Damn, that that's that's all she wrote, gang. For yeah, movie news, it. that is it. Um, well, that was a yeah. Just watch Tom and Jerry the old cartoons. Anyway, we'll, we'll let's just do a, a our uh, let's just head into the main topic because uh, yeah, and I don't know how much longer we're gonna spend no, on no, 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 on no, it. It'll it'll be it'll be a quick one because I I actually yeah I I. I need to... um, so let me start us off here then. Go for, it. Uh, Go for it. We watched we watched Kingdom of Heaven, which is a 2005 epic historical drama. We watched the director's cut, which is how long is the director's cut? Let me look really quick. I'm gonna no get idea. to the numbers. It was a long ass movie, dude. It is long, uh, but the director's cut is the way to watch that movie. Um, it is. 
Yes, I'm, I'm aware that my PC needs to restart. PC. No, what happened? My mouse died. Daniel, are you there? Yes. Okay, my mouse is now working. That that was weird. It like froze. It froze. That was strange. Um, but now it's working. That's fine. It it was. Um. Where the fuck? Oh, here it is. I'm like, where the fuck is this? It's 194 minutes, which is. Uh. Th three hours, over three hours, close to three and a half hours. It's, I believe it's felt, it certainly felt that long. Um, so it's a it's a very long film. Um, with a, it has a cast of uh, Orlando Bloom and Dude, uh, Eva Green, Jeremy Irons. I wanna, yep. I want to just like mention real quick. They have a lot of fucking names and faces in this movie, dude. There's a lot of like like good actors and then you know people in this movie i was like damn i didn't even know they like they're in this like oh shit mm -hmm. so it's pretty, uh, pretty solid solid cast man for uh for for you know for that movie man i was like oh damn liam liam neeson's in this movie for a hot minute michael sheen's in this movie yeah, for a hot Sheen, minute dude fucking you know natalie cox uh, and fucking jamie lannister's in this movie yeah, for a hot minute nikolai costa waldo yeah dude i'm telling uh, you that's pretty solid bro. Like, did you realize that king baldwin is played by edward norton because you would never know because he wears the mask the whole movie he wears the mask you wouldn't know it was him it doesn't even sound like him it's insane to me that it's him um but yeah i saw an article I want to say on Reddit where somebody was like, "Is does Orlando Bloom ever play anybody else other than just playing Orlando Bloom?" And if I had to pick a movie for them to watch for him to not be Orlando Bloom, I think it's this movie. You know, it's just always him being the cool guy. In this movie, he's he's the cool guy, but he's kind of. But I don't think he's a very complicated character with a lot of depth to him. Like. uh I, I'm not gonna break down the whole movie, other than we open up with the uh, Balin, who Balian, who is a blacksmith in the in the city. His his wife has recently committed suicide because she had a mis miscarriage, I believe. So she was having a very bad depression. Some things happen. He ends up killing a person. I'm not gonna tell you who. Um, uh, and light and lighten him up, and he runs off and joins uh Liam Neeson for some reasons. Uh, that's like all the gist I'm gonna give you out of this movie. Other than he like he goes on this big pilgrimage to, I'm cutting out a lot because it's three hours of movies, guys, and I just I can't break it down really well. But dude, um, when, when Orlando Bloom stabbed the priest into the fire, I was like, God, <laughs> he he, the priest is a douche. Um, in the in the in the in the director's cut, you find out that they're like brothers or half brothers. In the original version of the movie, they're not related at all. That's why I like the director's cut. Like, the director's cut... Uh, sorry, the original theatrical cut is garbage, guys. If you watch Kingdom of Heaven, do not watch the theatrical cut. I know I know, asking you to watch a three-and-a-half-hour movie is a lot, but it's so much better. Like, it's the way it's meant to be seen uh, because they cut out so much. Like, uh, Liam Neeson's character in the theatrical cut, he isn't related to the dude in this town. He isn't, the, like, the Baron's brother. I don't think they mention it at all. In the director's cut, it's mentioned. Speaking of Liam Neeson, when he's like, I fought for two days with an arrow through my testicles. I was like, oh, mother. What the <laughs> that sucks, dude. What the fuck?
that's awful. I don't want to think about having an arrow through your balls. What the hell is that? I was, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, um, basically Orlando Bloom's character, uh, Balian, is, is the... Um, And um, basically, yeah, sorry, Orlando Bloom's character, Balin of Ebeline, is the son of Liam Neeson's character, uh, uh, Bar Barrison, I believe, uh, Godfrey, Godfrey. That's what they call him in the in the in the movie. Um, but he, he like he never knows, and he kind of comes and like tries to get like forgiveness for that and stuff, and. Uh, Orlando Bloom ends up joining him after he murders this priest because he wants to find forgiveness for his wife, who is uh, who killed herself, and, and and for himself, who killed this priest, who is his brother, who is a douchebag, by the way, <laughs> like a super douche. Like when he gets killed, and like just straight up, he stabs the shit out of him and throws him in his his forge fire and lets him burn. Like he fucking, he fucked him up, dude. He like, murders the absolute shit out of him. I straight up was like, damn, when I was watching that. I was like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> uh, crazy. He fucked him up. Um, But it becomes a, a movie about kind of forgiveness, um, uh, becoming a, he becomes a knight, a warrior, fighting for the people. He dedicates himself to service to the people uh, of Jerusalem. Yeah, because he makes a pilgrimage over there. That's where uh, his brother, or sorry, his father and them are going. And then uh, Liam Neeson ends up dying after he uh, makes uh, Orlando Bloom a knight. And he becomes entangled in with uh, King Baldwin and Salah Hadin and, and this crusade and all this stuff going on over in Jerusalem. Um, and you have these, the Knights Templar, who are super douches in this movie and trying to start shit so they can go to war with Saladin because they don't like Muslims. Um, and it's just a big historical drama that's got some great action sequences, a lot of character yeah. drama, a lot of politics, a lot of uh, interesting takes on, on religion and stuff like that. Yeah, the the setting and the time of, of the movie is pretty dope. The battles and the action you know, set pieces and, 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 and sequences are pretty badass. Yeah, exactly. There was, it was cool, man. I, I, that stuff I, I definitely enjoyed when, when, you know, when it was out there for sure. The, uh, the ending siege is absolutely one of my favorites of any, any film because they're so outnumbered by, uh, by opposing, opposing forces, forces and they're trying to break into Jerusalem. And it's like the, uh, the priest that's in Jerusalem, uh, with Orlando Bloom's characters, like, we, we have no knights, we can't defend the city, and, and Orlando Bloom's like, fucking, you want knights? He knights everybody in there. It's like, there, you have knights. And he's like, just making a man a knight, make him a better fighter, and he turns and looks at him and he says, yes, it does. It's so good. I love those little speeches he gives. It's, um, I personally think it's Orlando Bloom's best role, to be honest with you. The director's cut version. Uh, out of any of the movies I've ever seen him in, um, you can't tell I'm a big fan of it. Uh, but you liked it, right, Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add on to it? It's uh, just a really long movie, man. It's yeah, a it really is. long movie, but yeah, I mean, I again, I enjoyed the action sequences. I should say the director's cut has an intermission in it, so you it can take a break if you need to. It's in the middle. 
That is um, something that we forgot to mention. Also, when we we're talking about the cast trailer, we forgot to mention fucking Ava Green is in this. Jeremy no, I said Irons. Ava Green. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. Yeah. I missed Jeremy I missed Jeremy Irons. Fucking Brendan Gleason, dude. And you mentioned you mentioned Ed Norton already, but like, you know, Alexander Sedig as well. Like this 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 movie's I think the very first it, man. The very first time I watched this movie, I did not realize that was Edward Norton. In the in the with the 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 mask on, he plays King Baldwin, who's who has leprosy and is a leper, so he has a mask on the entire movie. Yeah, I never realized that was him the first time I watched this movie. I'm like, wait a minute, that's Edward Norton. What the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, um, solid, solid, solid cast for sure. And I didn't realize that the grave digger that you see at the start of the movie. Is at the is at the siege at the end. Did you realize that's the same dude that was digging the grave at the start of the movie? I didn't realize it until like we watched it this time. Mm -hmm. I don't think I noticed that. No. One of the one of the guys because it opens up with they're burying Balin's wife who's committed suicide. The grave digger is the same dude. He talks to him at the uh, at the um, at Jerusalem. He's like we've come a long way or something like that from where we started. Um, so I, I was, I didn't realize that, um, uh, but yeah, the, the music in it is great. I think, um, it's not really historically accurate, obviously it's, it's not that kind of movie, but, um, yeah, but they are kind of based on some of those characters. Um, um but, but not. I think Balin and Balian in real life was like fifty or some crazy shit. Like when this was going on. Gotcha. Um, uh, but yeah, um, you know it's directed by fucking Ridley Scott. So. Ridley Scott, yep. Uh, uh, who is uh, amazing. Also, this movie had a Wilhelm in it, so fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's my uh, seal of approval. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it had a... Um... Sorry, I was reading about the music. They have any... It has a lot of uh, medieval, Middle Eastern, contemporary, classic, and popular influences are in the soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. Um, there's some good moments in it on... Um... A lot of the uh, the cinematography and scenes of set pieces uh, were described as ballads of light and color, which drew a lot of comparisons to comparisons to Akira Kurosawa films. Mm. Um, Interesting. Visual effects were decent. Uh, did you realize like, when they're knocking uh, over the siege towers at the end, that's actually one siege tower they just knocked over and re repeated it everywhere because they could they could only do it once. <laughs> funny. Uh, it's it's also really funny to me that the um the original version gets a bunch of criticism, but they did like a, the, the director's cut and kind of took it around and showed it off and it won like a bunch of awards because it was uh it's so much better. <laughs> hmm. Um and has been pretty much uh praised. Yeah, I, this, oh, this is one of those movies that I missed 15 years ago. Like I don't even I don't even think I like heard of it, man. It's, it's it's wild, dude. Cause I don't know. It just 
because when 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 you like again when you look at the cast and when you look at like you know Ridley Scott and this I'm like I don't know how the fuck I how did I miss this you know what I mean it's weird yeah um, finally got a chance to watch it which is yeah so the story said during the Crusades of the 12th century a French village blacksmith goes to the aid of the Kingdom of Jerusalem in its defense against Salahuddin, who is fighting to claim the city from the Christians. This leads to a ba- the Battle of Hatin. Hatin. I, I'm sorry, I'm bad with pronunciation. The screenplay is a heavily fictionalized patrol, p- portrayal of the life of Balian of Ibeline. Ibeline, the Baron of Ibeline. Um, good movie, if you haven't seen it. Uh, I strongly recommend it. Uh, we watched it like two weeks ago, so it's not super fresh in my mind at the moment. But me, me either, me either. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, to be fair, uh, but it is good. I liked it. Daniel, did you like it? I know it's a three-hour journey. It. Uh, yeah. I, I overall, I would say I did like it more. Yeah. Um, it is a really long movie, though, for sure. So if anybody's like out there wanting to check it out or anything, keep that in mind if you're going to be checking out the. Uh, the director's uh, cut or the director edition. Um, it's a long movie. It does have an intermission. Does have a break for you, but uh, yeah, just you know, keep keep that in mind. But the cast and is I think really who is it? I picked this movie, right? This is the one I yeah. picked. Yeah. So we yeah. we go back and forth on what we picked to rich retro rewind. Also, it got really dark in here. What the fuck? It really did. Um, um, the new times. New times is weird. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I, think, I think I think I'll I'm gonna be choosing the next one, so we'll see what what that's gonna be. Yeah, Daniel's a. Yeah, but we have uh, let's see how many more. Let's see, we have one, two. We have about six more shows left in the year, man. If we if we you know if we don't skip a if we don't skip any more weeks, we have about uh, six more for the year total. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. We only we only got a few more. Or not a few more, but we have several more. Um, one of those, like I said, will probably try to be Wonder Woman if we can fit that in there at the end of the year. If not, then we'll do it at the beginning of next year. But that's we'll you know yeah we'll deal with that when we get there. We got plenty of time before then. I think uh, that's going to be a show, guys. Yeah, it is. It was a bit of a uh, quick one today, but you know, unfortunately, like yeah, like Josh said, the the movie's a little not 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 too fresh. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to give our quick, quick, uh, quick thoughts on it. Um, yeah. And I really got to go to the bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah. We got like, well, uh, it's let's, like food time. Let's do our shout outs. Let's wrap this up, everybody. Uh, thank you all for, uh, for joining. Um, coming up on stream, I'm going to be playing the Metro games, at least the first two Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light. That's those are going to be coming up here. I've never played them, so I don't really know what to expect other than they're FPS games, I think. Um, but I don't really know what what else. Anyway, we'll be playing that, and then uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to to get into that. Like I said, I I've, I beat the Vampire already, so the the YouTube videos should be going up like every day. There should be a new one uh, about my playthrough of that um and yeah man i mean this past week was fun dude i got to play you know some chill multiplayer games um very excited for the continuing mandalorian um 
Oh man, we we gonna have us a show after after next week. So yeah, next week, I, I, yeah, after after season two, after season two is over, we definitely have to talk about it because next week's episode, man, I'm next episode is gonna be amazing. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Metro coming up on stream. Keep an eye out for D and D and all that stuff. Josh will talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Have have a that did I guess. Have a good one, everybody. I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Bye bye. Hey guys, uh, uh, Daniel and I appreciate you all that come to the show or watch us on the YouTube or in the podcast form, which I will be uploading soon, soonish, um, up on the on the on the um uh, the Google Drive. That's the word. Uh, appreciate all your support as always. Retweets and stuff. Love you guys. Um, make sure to. Uh, uh, tweet at us if you have your Game Awards uh, things and make sure to join our discords and things like that if you want to chat with us if you have show ideas tweet those at us we always like to listen to the peoples and what they want to see and hear and and that's stuff uh, coming up for me we have D&D tomorrow at 6pm eastern time here on twitch.tv slash josh902 if you have not uh, if, you, if you're into the D&D stuff uh, we will be playing tomorrow, and then we will see what happens. Because we have, we're we're hitting a weird spot where we're gonna have a lot of holidays. Although I don't think many people are gonna be traveling. I don't know. You never you never know because you know things are going on. So there may be breaks and things get weird with holidays and stuff. But this is also the first time we've ever dealt with a global pan. At least that I've ever dealt with a global pandemic in the middle of holidays and stuff like that. So hopefully you know just keep yourself safe out there and. Uh, have a have a lovely uh, Thanksgiving for those of you that will be celebrating that. Uh, uh, my fellow fellow peeps out there are gonna eat your turkey and hams and stuff. And uh, be safe, wash your hands, and take care of each other. And we will see you all next time. Bye bye, y'all. Bye.